Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. James Francis Bryant, Iowa. Sheldon Willis, lot of gaming commission. Francois Pina, captain of the league. Me, sir? I don't know who I am! I'm a botanist. I'm a Texas Ranger. I am a traveler in both time and space. Impersonating practically anybody. I didn't like their Hello everybody and welcome to Sine Waves, the premiere podcast about film producer and actor Matt Damon. Is he a producer as <laughs> well? He's um, making a producer, not only is he making the new Killian Murphy movie that just opened the Berlin Film Festival, he's making a U2 documentary Sure. about Sarajevo. Why not? <laughs> which actually looks very good. I'm your host Hannah, with me as always is my friend Sean. Hello. Uh, it is your first time listening to Sine Waves. What we do here each week is we watch a Matt Damon movie in the chronological order they were released in, regardless of how small or how large his role is. And y'all, this is mm-hmm. a big episode. Oh, uh, this is this is this is going to be an interesting one. It, this is the, of course, in 2006, a Martin Scorsese film. The Departed. The Departed. A movie <laughs> that made me like movies. Yeah? Yeah. One yeah, of the, yeah, because you watched this when you were like 10, I'm right? Ca- I'm trying to figure out how old was I when I watched this. Sure. But I was definitely like not a teen. Okay. Like I think I watched this in like 2009, 2010. So I was like 10, 11. Nice. Like I don't remember the first time I watched it. But I and you didn't that. think it was real? I didn't think it was okay, real. Okay, cool. So that kind of establishes a yeah. time frame for us. Because like I definitely... <laughs> I definitely feel like I saw it before I went to New York when I was 12. Sure. Because that's when I got into a car accident in South Boston. Yes. And that's when yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. hmm, I kind of know South Boston's not great. And maybe it was around that time. Sure. Um, but yeah, fucking The Departed. The Departed. First time we've got a, this cast. Fucking banging. We have got uh, Matt. We've got Leo. We've got Leo. We've, we've got, got Mark. Yeah, Marky Mark. We've got Martin motherfucking Martin Sheen. Sheen. That is my president. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, another, We've got I, Alec Baldwin. Another thing, I realised that this this cast is weirdly like full of major actors from my brother's and I's childhood. Oh, really? Because Martin Sheen was in the West Wing. Oh, yeah, He of was course. the president yeah. in the West Wing, which is was at the time my brother's favourite show for... I say a decade. Nice. Like, that's the reason he did, like, politics in college. I'm 95% sure. Okay. And I love 30 Rock. And I like Baldwin. <laughs> Alec Baldwin is here. <laughs> which, uh, which is now I'm how I'm convinced how we got the Matt Damon season of 30 Rock. Oh, re- Wait, Matt Damon was in... Damn, okay. He did, he, we have definitely talked about that before, but I completely forgot. And of course, Mark Wahlberg. And some other guys. Uh, Jack Nicholson? Oh, yeah, Jackie Jack. Jack Nicholson... In a fucking performance. This was my his first performance of his I saw. Yeah. For a very long time. This is a good tone setter, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly, if you watch Matt Damon interviews, a lot of the weird shit Jack gets up to in this movie, he mm-hmm. just did. Yeah. Like, you know oh, yeah. the line at the start where he, when they shoot the woman in the back of the head and he goes, she fell funny. Yeah. He improvised that. He pulled an actual gun on Matt Damon. <laughs> What scene? It's the no. It was on Leo. It wasn't on Matt. It was. um, I'll get into it later. But it's the part where uh, they're in a restaurant. Oh, and he's like, "Who's the rat?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, This movie is based on a a mid two thousands Korean film called Eternal Affairs. I'm ninety five percent sure. At least that's what everyone says. Sure. I've not seen Eternal Affairs. I will watch it sometime and come back to this part. I haven't seen it either, so it's meant I can't to be comment. Very good. Hell yeah! But it's like you know, this is two and a half hours. It's mm-hmm. like a trilogy, so it keeps escalating. Like, this is what okay, I've heard, sure. but I could be I could be wrong. Yeah, um, this keeps escalating as well. Did you? An important thing. This is going to determine if we cancel the podcast or not, Sean. Yes. Did you like this movie? I did my letterboxed. Uh, Don't spoil it for me. Of it. 
Don't earlier spoil it today. For me. Don't spoil it for me. I won't spoil it for you. But yeah, I thought this this was pretty pretty you all right. You thought you didn't like this. I think this was pretty okay. Pretty good. Yeah. If if Sean had liked this movie, this would have been a very this would have been an uncomfortable episode for us. Yeah. To record. <laughs> yeah. Because I actually would have had a problem, mm-hmm. which I know is very petty and you yeah. shouldn't no, do. No, no. Yeah. But I would have been like, bro, your taste bad. Yeah. But his taste is not bad. Yes, it is. It is, but yeah, I'm trying to be is. nice. I'm trying to be Can't nice. Can't wait to watch Madam Web. Oh, <laughs> I can wait for him to watch Madam Web. <laughs> Speaking of um, the MCU and other comic book paraphernalia, Whoa. what comics came out this week, Sean? Two comics came out this week, but there's going to be a bunch of other comic-related news. Um, this is our media section where we talk so about other things before we get to talk about the movie. Yeah. Because, listen. We're we so a, busy. we, we got to talk about this shit at some we point. A, we may as well record it. On like, this episode's probably going to be at least two hours. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Easy. Sometimes we do a movie and we don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And the actual episode would be 45 minutes if we didn't do a media section. Yeah. So, we're doing a media section. So. Uh, if you have a complaint, send us an email. Yeah. Send us an e- I gotta check the email actually. Yeah. Uh, two comics I read this week. Mm-hmm. One of them I'm gonna go over quickly. Yeah. Uh, I read The One Hand by Ram V. Who's Ram V? The dude who writes rare flavors. Oh cool. Uh, have you ever have you ever like found something that is made for you specifically? Um, it's called the Partage. Um. <laughs> so the One Hand is a noir detective series. Sean, this is made uh, for me. <laughs> Ari Nassar is a detective who is like a couple weeks away from retiring. Like his retirement party happens in the first issue. Okay. Um, That's fun. But uh, a murder happens that fits the MO of the killer that he put away that like made him a detective. Oh, this is just true detective. Except he's put this killer away twice. What? Because they arrested somebody for it the first time and he became like a superstar detective. And then the, the murder started happening again and they were like, oh, it's a copycat. But he was never convinced. And so now that he's retiring, the killer is back again. That's really, I really like that. That's, yeah. I might have to pick this up and uh-huh. borrow it off you. Uh, it is also set in a cyberpunk dystopia in like 2328 or some shit like that. Viewers, you um, can't see this because this is an audio but medium, but I'm currently dancing in my what seat. What is intriguing about this, right, is this is a five issue series. Okay. It's either five or six issues. Okay. But it's actually, if it's five issues, then it's actually a 10 issue series. If it's six issues, it's actually 12. I can't remember if it's five or 10. Why is that? Because... Next week... Uh-huh. Oh, is this um, just starting? This has just started this week. I might have to run to Big Bang. Hell yeah. Um, this week, uh, The Six Fingers is coming out, which is a comic that's following the killer. That's cool. Love yeah. that. Oh, um, that is that is that is made for you. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and me a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, also out this week, mm-hmm. a comic which I did not buy, but I read through other means, and I've got, I've got up here was Fall of the House of X number two. Oh shit, is this the one that you were like, don't like this, not reading it? or This was the one where I was like, I'm going to give issue two a shot. And? I'm that... going to keep reading it. Oh, I'm not going to buy it anymore. This one was still terrible. Oh no. This one was still bad. Um, and this this issue, I think, actually... I was unable to solidify my actual problems with this series much more off of this issue. Mm-hmm. 
this was they did not were not given enough time to make this comic okay it's a rush job it's a rush job to get to the relaunch in time for the fucking x-men animated show how angry are you about them kind of bottling the end of x-men for this fucking tv show you very been? yeah i'll talk about the tv show in a bit okay because i've got i do have thoughts on the tv show but okay. uh like going through this there's bits here where like the art is clearly traced from other shit uh, oh, wow. Like the 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 interior artist on this does something which I've never actually seen before. Okay. Where he traces the cover. Because the cover is done by a different artist. The cover is done by Pepe Loraz, who did um Hawks Fox. Uh That's bizarre. Like that? That's yeah. that's the interior. That's the cover. And it's like it's on like the second page as well. So the cover is fresh in your brain. But surely, like, um, I know you're like, oh, Hannah, the comics people don't plan anything. Surely, like, is this a, they had planned out, say, the year for X, for Fall of the House of X. And then, like, is it just Disney didn't tell them in time about the show? or I don't fucking know. Because surely that's something that they oh. know that show's coming out two years in advance because it's animated. Yeah, but all, all I know is that this is very clearly Rush. Lucas Wernick is a very good artist. Mm-hmm. But... You can tell he doesn't have enough time on here. Like, a lot of the backgrounds are just blank colors. Yeah. Um, like, it's difficult to tell kind of what's happening because of that, because the artist fully didn't have time to finish some of the panels. But, like, the also the structure of the comic just doesn't work in a fundamental way. Yeah. Like, the paneling in this is... Bad. Like, it transitions between... Like, look, look at this page, right? This is confusing. Yeah. But... From this page, where, like, kind of spatially would you imagine these characters are? Underwater, maybe? Okay. Or, like, in water of some sort? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a... I can see, like, a plane shape overhead, but that yeah. also might be, like, a shark that's mm-hmm. badly drawn. Yeah. I also have no understanding of, like, where... If these people of, are like, even in the same scene or not. They are not. That's... Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, that's the thing. It's just because the colors look vaguely different. Yeah. No, because the color, there's one panel in the middle that's a different color, and then the bottom half of it is the same color. These people are on, like, the opposite side of the world, which is not clear for another, like, couple of pages after okay. this. I'm not, I'm not happy. But it doesn't, it's not the artist's fault. No, or, it's not. No, 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 no not at all. Um, it's editorial's fault. Yeah. Uh, but, like, there's characters here making, like, face turns that are completely, like, uh... undeserving, or, or undeserved because it just happens a big thing with this is it feels like a summary of other comics. Gotcha. Where there's a there's a, a lot of things happen that we are told happens and we don't really see much of it. Um, yeah, it's it's almost like, you know, when you you like watch the third episode of a TV show and they do that like yeah. 15 seconds of this is what happened in the previous two. Yeah. It feels like that, just from what you're... Yeah, it feels like there are other tie-ins to this series yeah. that I'm not reading. Or is it like, you know, when you, there's, like, a comic event and they do a, like, read these ones if you know I want to know exactly what's happening with, like... Exactly, yeah. yeah. And they do, the, they do that once in okay. this, where there is one part where it is actually something that happens in another comic. Which, fair enough. Which, like, yeah, sure. I don't, I don't like that Iron Man is now a, like, I... crucial part of the, the end of Krakoa, but... Sure, at least they told us that we did actually miss something. Yeah. Because there are so many parts in this where it feels like you missed something and you didn't. Just bad. Yeah. Bad yeah. comic. Bad comic. Not not happy with it. Rise of the Powers of X is out this week as well, though, so Give that's going to be better. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the stupid X-Men animated series before we get into the, like, serious other movie discussion we're going to do later on? Because it does feel totally weird to talk about the, like, 
systemic murder of like a Native American tribe and then get back to the X-Men. Oh, Hannah, I've read another comic this week. What comic did you read this week? I read Chainsaw Man. Yeah! <laughs> I got the first, I got the Chainsaw Man once from the library and I was like, yeah. this honks, I'm not in the mood to read this, so I gave it back. I uh, re-upped my Shonen Jump subscription and I read through the full like first part of Chainsaw Man, like a hundred and something chapters when? in a day. What day was this? Um, I think it was it was either Sunday or Monday. It must have been Monday because we recorded it on, on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, I know what happens in part one of Chainsaw Man because yeah. I watched a video essay about it. That sh- shit looks great. It fucking rocks. Yeah, yeah, it's real good. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to describe the plot of Chainsaw Man for our non weeb audience? Uh, Denji is a, a teenage boy. I believe he's like sixteen at the start. God. It's actually unclear what age he is because he isn't certain. Yeah. Um, he's somewhere around like sixteen, seventeen, something like that. Uh, but his like dad was heavily in debt to the Yakuza. Yeah. And the dad gets sick and dies. And so Denji inherits all of his debt. Which is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the way that he decides he's going to go and resolve this problem is he's going to hunt devils. This is a world where, you know, devils are a thing. Uh, this is apparently very similar to how shit works in Jujutsu Kaisen as well. Because okay. um, I was talking to Lucy about this a while ago. It's just a world where there's like monsters and they're called devils and they like yeah. they they represent a different thing. So like yeah, so like Denji is buds with this little this little dog with a little chainsaw on him and he's the chainsaw devil. Yeah. Um, but the thing with how the devils work is that their like power level is kind of based on like cultural fear of the thing that they represent. Mm-hmm. So like the really big one is the gun devil. Makes people scared of guns. Oh uh, yeah, people scared of guns. Um, um, but what happens except for the first ish, like the first chapter what happens yeah. in chapter one of Chainsaw Man Sean? Uh, in chapter one of Chainsaw Man the Yakuza kill and dismember Denji <laughs> yeah because he gets killed because they're like the zombie devil um, or something yeah, like that yeah they're tired of his shit basically he's just a poor teenage boy that lives yeah. in a shed the the little like gun devil like fuses with him the chainsaw he, devil yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he becomes a chainsaw man he, yeah he can turn into the chainsaw man where he's got like chainsaws in his arms and his head and it's and fucking then, badass and then Treadstone come for and him and Treadstone get him yeah <laughs> which is like it's not called Treadstone but yeah. it's, it's a shadowy so government the, organization the, the public service uh, devil hunters mm. Mm. yeah and then then shenanigans then shenanigans happen uh, I've also watched the sh- heard the show's great. a lot of the chainsaw man me and Rian have been watching the, oh, the anime yeah. yeah I've heard it's very good it, it is very good it rocks yeah. I think now that it seems to become the biggest thing in like anime, I might reread Pluto, which is the f- oh yeah yeah fucking Wooly talks about that on um, versus the, Wolves. on versus wolves yeah. yeah I I listened to that episode very good listen to versus wolves very yeah funny. very good very funny shout out to that striper <laughs> such a bizarre oh. Uh, can we uh, spoilers for another podcast mm. TLDR they um. Yeah, versus wolves, super eye patch wolf and woolly versus doing a podcast okay. together. They, they they went on a trip to Magfest. So they they made this poor wee Irish man go to a strip club for brunch. Yeah, and he was just like, "Oh, I don't care for this because it's culturally so bizarre if you're Irish." Yeah, like I would find that very bizarre to be in that Me environment. Too. Yeah. And without his knowledge, they pay the strippers to say that they know him. Yeah, to be like, oh, you're super eyepatch wolf. So he's having this just, and they're like, they make him like pay the strippers and everything. Yeah. And then they reveal to him at the end of the day that it was all a ruse. And I'd be like, if that was me, I actually would be like, 
I would be annoyed. I wouldn't. I would think that was fucking hilarious. Mm, I don't know. I think it would. I would take. If we were in a strip club and someone came up to us like, "Hey, are you Sinewave Podcast?" I'm like, like oh. "Yeah, we are." Sean, considering your family doesn't even know about this podcast, <laughs> I think you would find that existentially horrifying. Nah, I don't think so. What was I saying? But going back of the layers of this story, Chainsaw Man, good Pluto. Yep, Pluto just seems to have been this like it's this. Uh, anime manga that's based on Astro Boy but genuinely I read this when I was 14 I own all of it oh, uh, oh shit you have all of it I've nice. had all of Pluto I might borrow that yeah you can point. borrow that but like it was the first thing I ever read nice so everyone's like one of the best things ever made mm. and I'm like oh, I, oh okay I just liked it I thought it was cool I heard yeah. about it once on a podcast or I saw it on the shelf of Forbidden Planet and I was like that looks kind of interesting mine now hell yeah so I've had it for like 10 years and now it's like Pluto Pluto yeah because they made a show for it right? yeah, yeah and I'm like oh Shit, I didn't know I was uh, on trend. <laughs> You're before the trend. Before the yeah. trend. The trend setter. Oh, oh, I hate that. <laughs> um, but before we before we fully get out of the comics talk, I yeah. guess, uh, two things to talk about. Both X-Men related still, so get that theme going. Um, but... Man, you weren't lying about comics was going to be chunky. Yeah, all of the X-Men comics have been cancelled. Why is this, actually? Yeah. It's fully just they're going to relaunch them all with new number one issues uh, after, or like over the summer. How do you uh, feel about that? Uh, that? That was always going to happen. Okay. That like, the second they announced like the Krakoa shit was ending, it was like, yeah, that they're going to do that. Are they just going to retcon it back to the 90s, do you reckon? Or? Ugh, I hope not. I don't, th- I don't think they will. Okay. Uh, because however many new readers the new 90s show will bring in, which is none... They're gonna lose a fuck ton of readers anyway, just from Krakoa ending. Like you, you're hopping off it pretty much. I'm more or less off. I'm gonna read like the last issue just to have it and stuff like that. But you're not. Yeah, I'm gonna read like Resurrection of Magneto all the way through. I'm yeah. Read X Men Forever, and I'm gonna read Rise of the Powers of X. But other than that, like you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like and our, our our buddies are also your fellow your fellow like X Men peeps. Yeah. I can't see any of them staying on it. Oh but... no, me not a fucking chance. So that's like no. in our in your group of X Men. Oh, people... me me and Neve have moved on from reading X Men a long time ago. I know, but like, but like I know some of them are still like are doing like the backlog read. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they've feel... still got some really good shit coming up. I know, but like, there's nothing. It's just bizarre that they would end it so dramatically that people are like, well, this is my definite cut off point. You know? It's the fact that the ending is bad that gets me. Yeah, you know? but like the ending's bad. But I think if the ending's bad, but then the transition to the new thing was okay. We're doing a transition that's fine, but it's still like forty percent of what you liked. So you might be able to be like, well, this one specific yeah. thing I enjoy. It's bizarre they're doing a like. This is a definite. We're done at this yeah. time. Yeah, that's this fair. is a whole new thing. Yeah, that like you know, and it, it seems to be a thing going to a TV show that no one's interested in like that isn't just like nostalgia bake for men and they're like above the age of 35 Hannah yeah what if I told you that I'm hyped for this show yeah it's because you have terrible <laughs> taste I was I, I was so cynical about this when like the the character designs were revealed and like we got like little leaks here and there of the like weird 3D art style in like still images but then watching that trailer yeah. and like seeing it in motion, I think it looks way better. Do you think it looks good, but then it's going to be boring though? It's the only thing. Because what's it based on? Like that's what Oh, I... they're doing the Trial of Magneto, which is going to be some crazy shit. Okay. They're doing like the, the arc where Magneto becomes the headmaster of the Xavier school. Because okay. Xavier was fucking off in space, banging bird ladies. Um, but look, 
I, I was cynical. I watched the trailer. And they hooked me. They got me back in. When Gambit charges up Wolverine's claws, the fucking theme drops. When Cyclops says, when Cyclops drops the to me my X-Men line, I was like, ah, fuck. I gotta watch it. I'm in. All right. You're like, god damn it. Okay, Disney, fine. Stop giving that mouse money. (laughs) I'm not giving them any money. My sister is. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's it. Uh... Ultimate Spider-Man is that next week. Uh, next week's going to be a big comics week, actually. God, yeah. Tenement. <laughs> Spider-Man. Cool. Other stuff, other, I'm sure. Other things. Yeah. Other movie. Other comic books. Mm. Uh, speaking of things that are dropping next week, the last episode of True Detective Season 4 is coming out. Oh, shit. Nice. Tomorrow. So, Monday for me. This season, very, very different from season one. Okay. Fucking great. It's just so much fun. We need to give Jodie Foster more TV. We just need to let Jodie Foster do more things. Hell yeah. Uh, the, the people in Hollywood that were like, oh, she's a woman above the age of like 50 something. No more roles for Jodie Foster. Need to not be allowed to make movies. Anymore. Yeah, that's just how it works. Yeah. After you, yeah, if you're a woman, then you can't make movies after you're 50. If yeah. you're a man, then it's fine. We will talk about Jodie Foster a lot when we get to the Elysium episode because that's the second last movie she ever was in in like 2012. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, okay. Yeah. Uh, she's oh, like the Elysium? evil. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah the, one of the first movies I remember being like, okay, this is a Matt Damon movie. Uh, <laughs> this, is probably, this is what I've been trying to figure out when I saw The Departed. Because I was sure. aware of who Matt Damon was when Elysium came out, and that was 2012. Okay. So I was like 9th, like 13. Oof. What? <laughs> Elysium. What's wrong with Elysium? I've, I've never seen it. It's always existed in, like, the back of my brain as just, like, oh, yeah, that shitty, like, District 9 ripoff, which I know it isn't. Because it's made by the guy who made District yeah, 9. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what have I told you? They have, like, power armor. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've seen images. I know what Matt Damon, like, looks like in it. He's, like, bald He's so with bald. the, like, exoskeleton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't, pop- isn't the thing that he has, like, illness disease and yeah. he needs to get into Elysium? Wait, no, I have seen this fucking movie. <laughs> I have watched this film. It's Never kind mind. of a forgettable film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. bizarre. It's bizarre. It exists. <laughs> it's a, that's the thing. Is like that and like the green d- zone. <laughs> that and uh, Chappie. Chappie occupy the same space in my brain. I'm not seeing Chappie. I love Chappie. Chappie's great. Uh, poor. Um, yeah, Chappie killed that man's career. I feel. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Just not doing a District Nine sequel killed that man's career. They're just not as good as District 9. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he got a great once. He was supposed to do an alien movie. That would have um, been good, I feel. I think that would have been interesting, yeah. at least. Uh, but uh, then it never happened. Then, so. Rip- then Ripley was like, mine! Yeah. Ripley, Ripley, <laughs> Ripley. Ripley. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just very fun. I don't want to talk about it too much, but like, there's been a lot of controversy with this season. Oh, really? Because it's the first time this is not much of a spoiler because it happens in episode one they're bringing back they're bringing back season season one one, which is the first time they've done that with true detective okay and some people are like because it's but like (laughs) (laughs) people are turning into fucking donald duck <laughs> what's wrong with me giving it using my impersonation? You should, you, should, you should do that noise more. That's a very good noise. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing too 
much now to speak. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's an eve we haven't done like a proper like evening record in a while yeah and this is gonna this is gonna be a silly one mm-hmm. it is different but like i think i think the thing that is tricky with true detective as a show and we'll probably catalog this as we're watching it after we do the records we treat ourselves yeah. to do watching some true detective <laughs> is the first season so good mm. but even what you've watched so far fucking rocks it rocks that tone is impossible to recapture i feel if you do not have like matthew mcconaughey and woody yeah woody yeah. harrelson in it like feels the like it feels like a show that was built around the actors rather yeah. than the actors being cast for the show yeah and um, then when you get to like other seasons and it's like i think it's hard to be like we're doing like a tone piece but it's a different tone mm-hmm. versus like game of thrones where game of thrones has the same tone all the way through until like it's shit uh yeah because, but it's because it's 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 not the tone piece of Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey in the body. And it's, yeah, and it's also not a continuous yeah, narrative. It's, a, yeah. it's different things every season. Um, yeah. But it's interesting. I'm liking it. Last episode, um, there's a human popsicle this season. Fuck yeah. yeah. Nice. What flavor? Uh, white men. Ah. <laughs> if you know, you know. Shout out sure. to uh, one of the actors in it who plays like the the, the, the new the sheriff's like the newest police officer who's like Jodie Foster's protege mm-hmm. who's an Irish actor looks like Matt Damon oh really Damn. mostly because he looks like my cousin um, yeah I'll, you were saying that I'll yeah. show you a photo of this when you uh, talk about your other media you watched today uh, I have actually I've realised that there was one thing I left out of the comic section that I, I meant to talk about which is uh, on Valentine's Day Marvel announced the cast of the Fantastic Four Oh, yeah, Pedro. Pedro's in there. I think Pedro is going to be pretty good. Fucking Vanessa Kirby. Vo- I love Go- Vanessa. God-tier casting for uh, Sue Storm. How the fuck do you pronounce this guy's name? Eben Moss Backrack. Uh, Cousin Richie. Incredible he's also, casting he's also for the in thing. Girls. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw tweets about that. I'm actually kind of sad that I had that spoiled for me because my mind would have exploded when I found that out. There's somebody in the most recent episode of Girls... Who my mind exploded when I saw it was him. But. Uh, look at this little Matt Damon boy. Looks more like my cousin than Matt Damon. But you can understand. Oh, I can see it. That's Steamer. <laughs> That's Steamer. <laughs> when he appeared on screen, my whole family went, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, like, ooh, don't like that. Yeah. I think the Fantastic Four cast is great. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced by Joseph Quinn as uh, fucking Johnny Storm yet. No, it should be Joe Joe Curry who plays Steve. That would be a good Johnny Storm. No, no? he's too no, he's too sad looking. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Johnny Storm has to be like a he has to be like a fucking puppy dog, or no, he's like a he's a jock. You know, he has to be like the most confident man in the room. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I can't see that for Eddie. I just don't think he's a very good actor. Really? I've only seen him in Stranger Things, but I didn't like him in that. I also just don't like Stranger Things much. No. The first season was great. They shouldn't have made any more. No, they shouldn't have. I do love Hopper. I, I every, Hopper's good, I, yeah. Every day I remember he's married to Lily Allen, and I love yeah. it. I'm so sad that he was wasted on a bad Hellboy movie, because I think he would make a great Hellboy. Yeah. I just I just think it's funny that he was this big, like, you know, New York theater did Aaron Sorkin show things. Oh, really? And, oh, yeah, he was a big, like, he's in the newsroom and stuff, which is, like, sure. Aaron Sorkin sequence. Oh, that's the one with um, the dude from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good show. Uh, mm. Death Patel's in it. Whoa, really? Yeah, it's Damn. a good show. Um, 
But then Stranger Things happened, and now everyone's like, well, obviously he's now an action star. Yeah, he's in the MCU. Yeah, and I'm like, I actually don't I don't think he's great in, in that action star stuff. I think he's better if he's in, like, a sad man. Yeah. Let him do theatre, yeah. you know? Let him be an Adam Driver. It's Adam yeah. Driver syndrome, actually. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah absolutely, yeah. Speaking of, how will happen in this week's episode of Girls? Uh, this week's episode of Girls was the most fanficy episode yet, which is saying something. In which Hannah, it's all about Hannah. There none of the none of the supporting cast are in it. Her like boss is in it very briefly at the beginning. Hannah is like having an argument with her boss or whatever, mm-hmm. and this dude walks into the into the coffee shop that she's working in. Okay, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I live like right up the road from you, and." I've started to notice that you've been putting your trash in my bins. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know why you're doing this. Like you have your own big dumpster and it's clearly not full. In the coffee shop? In the coffee shop, yeah. Okay. So, but like, that's weird. So could you stop, please? Yeah, understandable. Yeah. And the boss just starts arguing with him because he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know what, what is going on here. Uh-huh. And the dude's just like, yeah, no, I don't know what, what's going on here either. Like, why would anybody do this? Yeah. But you're doing it, so stop. And they have this big, big back and forth argument or whatever. Uh, and then the dude leaves and Hannah's like making eyes at him. Um, and then she quits her job. Um, Hannah. Yeah. Uh, and she follows him home. Okay. Uh, to this, like, like luxurious New York brownstone that he owns because he's a doctor. Um, a doctor can't afford a brownstone, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe they could at that time in, like, Ten 2010. Years ago? No. I have no fucking clue. Brownstones uh, are about three mil. Damn. Brownstones are unreasonably expensive. Yeah, well, this dude is unreasonably rich apparently yeah well i guess if you're Um, like if you're not working in like general practice doctoring it's never really specified what kind of doctor like if he's a plastic surgeon or something it's it's fully just i think they needed to find a job that sounded like it was high paying and they had just had a finance bro in the show yeah they couldn't do like finance bro and lawyer because then it's like why is hannah getting with someone that caused oh wait let's pick a doctor because that's a morally good occupation no i was thinking more they just had chris o'dowd in the show who was a finance bro and they didn't want to do that again yeah um gotta google the average uh, price of a brownstone he is played by patrick wilson wait I know Patrick Wilson. Who yeah. is he? So he's in, I think it's Insidious he's in. Yeah. Uh, but he, more importantly, he is in Aquaman Fuck and off. Aquaman 2 as Orm, the Ocean Master. And Hannah like goes up, knocks on the door or whatever. And she's like, hey, I saw the whole argument there. I, I'm sorry. It was me who was throwing the trash in your bin. And he's like, what the fuck? It's like, do you want like don't like come in or whatever uh and then the two just instantly fall in love i'm looking at brownstones in brooklyn 2.3 mil 2.25 mil now things about brownstones brownstones are like six bed like oh yeah they're like massive houses Uh i love i love Mm. they're equivalent of you know that the buildings around marion square in dublin yes they're they're they would be irish brownstones if they were like like Sure, yeah. If they were, like, so, residential properties versus, like, business properties. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's one of those that he has. Yeah. Because yeah. um, Hannah does oh. specifically call it a brownstone. Oh. 
God, I wish I had me a brownstone. Yeah, me too. And it's just like this episode of her, like, getting to know him or okay. whatever. And, like, the two of them just being perfect for each other. That's boring. Yeah. And then at the end, she, like... Looks up from her dream? No, I mean, that would be funny. But no, at the end, she's like, oh, yeah, no, your life is so good. I wish I could have this life. I'm unhappy with my life. And she's like, um, she reveals that she was, like, sexually assaulted as a child. Oh, my God. Um, and then he reveals that he was also sexually assaulted as a child. But she's like, oh, no, that's different, though. That doesn't count. Yeah. After she says that, he's like, oh, okay, Cool. Fuck you. I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I see. So I dump all my emotions on you and you don't yeah, like, well, you've do just the sh- same thing. You just shut cool. him down. Yeah. Um, and then she leaves next morning. And that's the full episode. The thing with girls is like... This, I, I was so on board with girls. This episode pulled me right back to the other side. Yeah. of like, oh, this show is not very good, actually. Patrick Wilson's great in it, though. He's, he's very good as like a... A very charismatic, but, like, vaguely kind of unsettling guy. Yeah. Like, the whole time I was, like, there's gonna be some kind of weird reveal about... Him. him like, he's a serial killer or some shit. Uh, yeah. But there, there just never is. He's just kind of weird guy. That's fair. Mm. Girls still strike me as it's, like... And we've said this from, like, day one. Yeah. Of a show of, like, if Lena Dunham wasn't playing Hannah... It would be a much better show. It would feel very different, yeah. Because, like, it's... I think it's very... Like, you've never seen Fleabag. No, I haven't. Fleabag is incredible because Flea... Like, A, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is a better writer than Leah Dunham. Sure. But she is not... There's probably aspects of her personality that are in Fleabag as a character. But you don't feel like she is playing 100% herself. Yeah. But she also lets her... She lets that character do terrible things because it's interesting from the narrative... And she lets you it be like, no, this character is a bad person. Yeah. You know? There is, yeah. Because like... Bad person. This character does bad things yeah. more so than is a bad person. Yeah, yeah no. With, with with girls, it just feels like it's Lena Dunham writing fanfic about herself so often. Which is yeah. why which is why all of the other characters are so much better, I think. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the like... What would, like, what would you call it? The like... How... The cast relationship evolved over the course of Girls. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like there's a big falling out that happens from what I've heard. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, I wonder why. I don't know. <laughs> like, obviously it's probably because of Leah Dunham. Yeah. But it's like, what would happen that it they would, like, be friends in season two and not, like, speak after... Like, I think one of the girls leaves. Like, oh, it's really? that bad. Yeah. Hey, so long as it's not Shoshana. I don't think it's Shoshana. I'm actually not going to watch this past season two, so it's, I don't really care. <laughs> what, if it, what if season two has uh, any episodes really good? Don't you want to know who which girl Adam Driver gets up with? Because it's not uh, No, I don't care about yeah. Adam Driver's character at all. You don't like this show. I was so close to being interested in Adam Driver's character at, like, the end of season one. Yeah. And then... It just reset. It because, just reset, yeah. yeah. Um, I hate when that happens. Yeah. And I got I got so much Dragon Ball to watch. I know you so much Dragon Ball. To, I'm so much Dragon Ball to listen to. <laughs> ah! Um, before we get into that, we have one other movie we're going to talk about quickly before we talk mm-hmm. about uh, the Departed. Another Scorsese. Another Scorsese. I didn't mean to do that. I actually did not suggest watching Killers of the Flower Moon after mm. we recorded last week. Yeah. But that's what I had. To, I watched it for three and a half hours on Sunday. Oh, after the record. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. I was, I was like, ah. damn. Um. 
Coming to the Flower Moon, um, it is going to be a very spoilery discussion. Yes, yes, as they always are. As they, they always, always wind are. up being. We're normally good that if it's a movie that like if the other person has not seen, we don't spoil. Oh it yeah, too. no. If it yeah, if neither of us have seen it, yeah, we're like, oh, yeah, this is good. We'll talk about. Or it. if neither of us have seen it, we think that they will want to at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna spoil the shit out of all the X Men stuff because oh, yeah. I don't think you're gonna read it. No, <laughs> um, or I will, but I don't care that much. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know? Or like, it's not, it will take me so long to get to it. It's not like it's spoiling. You, yeah, you will have forgotten. Yeah. Or I will be like, oh, this is when this happens. Cool. Yeah. did not love this as much as I thought I would. Really? No. Okay. Was it just because you were going into it expecting it to be closer to the book? I think the way the book tells the story is better. Okay. Because Ernest is not the main character of the book. Sure. Yeah. And I think... I think the fact that Ernest is the main character of the movie is a positive point. I think that works for the movie really well. See, I think something that... And it's an unfortunate thing of when you're reading something... Um, watching a movie based on like an actual historical event mm-hmm. you have to naturally you have to pick you have to pick a character to be the main character unless it's yeah. like a really disjointed thing and I think it is it's an unfortunate thing of the records we have about like Molly are very vague mm. because she was sick for so much of the time of the murders yeah which is like why I had a little bit of a problem with the movie where they fucked around with the timeline oh did they? of that like the FBI, like, it's just... So, when you, when you read the book, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry to be like, when you read the book, but it's like, that was my first introduction to sure. the story. Just wait till we get to season two of this show. Wait till we get into the, the Waititi movies section of this show. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, they spend a lot more time focusing on... This is why um, the, like, the surrounding kind of infrastructure in place in the United States that meant that this tribe was in this position where these murders started to happen. Sure. Which I don't think they explained super well in the movie. I thought they did a decent job of... Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't... You know, there's a whole thing of being, like, the Guardian situation where they would, like, be targeted, but people would, like, make... Say that, like, oh, these Native people are incompetent so they can't have control over their own finances and stuff. That's, like... Was way bigger part of the whole murders. Sure. See, I thought the movie got that across pretty pretty well. Yeah, but see, I watched it with my parents, uh, and okay. they didn't understand that at all. Sure. Which I think they're also iPad babies, though. They they put their iPad babies away for this. Oh yeah. My dad doesn't use this. My dad is one of those firms. Sit down and like watch the yeah, films. Yeah, your dad's a Fortnite baby. No, he's quit Fortnite. He's now an yeah, Anno. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, Anno and Master and Commander. <laughs> but like, that's what I mean. And now maybe it's just because like we were watching it at home, so it is a different environment. Yeah, because I watched it. I did watch this in the cinema. cinema. Yeah. You also did seem to have a hellish viewing experience, but you did see it. But that mm-hmm. might have been the the crowd you saw it with. Um, All I'm gonna say is they had some interesting takes after that movie. Yeah, I also think something, and this is another thing. And again, I'm just being petty here. Mm. I don't think Leo was good casting because because he's older because the real Ernest was 24 sure and I think knowing that is the age and that's the power imbalance he has with his uncle explains a little bit more about the actions because when I was watching this, my parents were like he's just really dumb 
And I'm like, no, he's not dumb. It, it, it isn't just him being like manipulated because he's stupid. It's like, it's a power thing because that's what the whole yeah. story is about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was still a very good movie. Lily Gladstone's great in it. Oh, uh, um, best actress. She has to be. Oh, they're going to give it to Emma. No, not a chance. Not a chance. Listen, I'm already expecting Killian not to get his Oscar. I'm I'm on the Killian train on that one. I'm already expecting it's going to be Emma Stone and fucking Paul Giamatti. That's my prediction. All right. Uh, let's let's. Put I a, hope I'm wrong. Let's put a bet on that. No, I, no, I want myself to be wrong. Sure. Like if I I don't I don't want to put a bet on it because like any way I lose. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm right, I am disappointed because Killian Murphy will have been robbed of an Oscar. Yeah. You know? Mm. Um, and if I put a bet in it and I'm wrong, then I have to watch a fucking shitty movie you're going to suggest. I would never. What were you going to suggest as the bet if I... I'm going to suggest like buy a pint or something. Oh, fair. I do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm also a little sad because I wanted more fucking Tom White in that movie. I want my big pocket of time. <laughs> I, I gotta ask. Uh, fucking Louis cancel me. Excuse me? Louis, Louis cancel me. Um, I don't know who that is. The guy who is like... Uh, he goes to his lawyer asking about the children's like land rights yeah and the lawyer's like you do realize that you're implying you're gonna kill yeah. the children he's like oh well no if i'm not gonna get it i won't do it yeah he looks like super eye patch wolf oh a little bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i think that's something that like i think it's something about like the movie the mm. movie the, the point of the, that movie is these people did this terrible thing to this tribe and we're going to show you that happening yeah and then it's the slow kind of creeping in of when the FBI come. I think what the movie is about is the, like, trivialization of what was done to the tribe and, like, the culture of, like, dehumanization that kind of grew up around it. I think it shows that really well. The The actual very ending of I thought that was good. Was yeah, incredible. I thought that was good. I think, I don't know. I, I would be interested if you read the book to see what you thought. Sure. Because the book, the book, like the, the basically the book spends like the first two thirds doing that. It's showing you what happened to this tribe, these murders, and especially the murder centering on like Molly and her family. Yeah. And then the ending of it goes, oh yeah, these are all the other murders that have never been investigated. That yeah, pe- the ending of this movie did that basically as well. But I think I think I prefer the way in the book where they like draw t- like they they let you know the names of those other victims. The movie sure. is good where they like they show you random murders. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't you're not like oh who was this person that was you know who's this mother who was shot and her baby was like taken out of her yeah carriage and sure. stuff like that. I think the fact that it is Marty himself who go- di- gives that's the great. whole thing at that's the end great. is so good. Yeah. I think that's great, and I'm I, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a shit movie. Yeah. I think it's a very good movie. Mm. It's just not like, I don't know. I just, I came out of it being like, that was, I enjoyed that. But it would be like, I I found coming out of like, and maybe it's because I, I watched, I read it. I learned the story in a different medium first. Yeah. But I was like, I found the first medium I read it in more, like it made me angrier. If that sure. makes sense. Yeah. Whereas the movie, it's a very good movie. It's very well shot. The costumes are great. It's great that they got like, they showed you what like the um like how the tribe operated worked. Mm. 
Robert De Niro's great in it. He gave a good performance. Oh, finally. De Niro's a fucking nightmare in that movie. He's a nightmare in that yeah. movie. Yeah. What a monster. Oh, truly a terrible. Yeah. But like to know, and that's actually another thing that's really upsetting when you look into the real one. Mm-hmm. Ernest lived to the 1990s. Damn. That's, that's. The, Holy shit. Yeah, because he was, it was 1920 and he was in his 20s. And like that's another thing. De Niro got pardoned and he lived free for another twenty years because he lived to his nineties as well. Yeah, because they they talk about that. And Marty but, talks about it. At yeah, the end. yeah, but like he was in his fifties when it happened. Yeah, you know, Ugh. like that's 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 something of like they lived so much longer after everything mm. happened and they got away with it. Yeah, and she died so fucking young. Mm. You know. Yeah, and they like they kind of think maybe her second husband killed her. Oh shit, yeah, I forgot that she had a second husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Molly. Poor Molly. How did you find when the fucking building explodes? When they kill the the last sister? Because I was like, holy fucking oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, holy what the sh- fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that movie. I said going I, into that movie knowing nothing. Yeah, I knew I knew fucking nothing yeah. about this. I knew like the general kind of because I'd been talking pitch. to you about it, but I was I was being I don't think I spoiled for you. No, you did you didn't spoil anything that I didn't already know. Yeah, because um, when I what that's another thing of criticism of the book. Mm. You don't versus not a criticism, but difference. You don't know who the murderers are until halfway through the book. Yeah, see, I think it's a. I think I like that in the movie. You know who the murderers are yeah. straight away. I think that's an interesting way of showing you that it's like it's not like a, a mystery whodunit or, or a twist yeah, exactly. Thing. It's more showing you like the how they're how they're getting away with it. Yeah, but I think that's because the the book is more being like this is what like the investigation was, and it's a, it does it yeah. spends a lot more with the FBI. Sure, um, because it's kind of like this is just where the documentation is, so this is yeah. where we can focus on man, just like. Oh, all the crooked fucking... Like, the first guy they had investigating it stole a load of money from them. <laughs> and then, like, the sheriff went to prison. Like, there's so much you're reading it and you're like, oh my god, everyone involved is just incompetent. Yeah. It's much more about, like, the incompetency of, like, the American institutions protecting these people. Sure. And then you realize the horror of, like, oh, it's Oh, it's everybody. deliberate. It's everybody, you know. Sure, yeah. Um, they have a whole bit where they're talking about all the oil barons coming to town every six months. Oh, yeah? Because they would come to town and they would go to, like, where the tribes people would have their, like, meetings. Mm. And that's where they would auction off the oil rights. Okay, sure. And that's, like, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this scene in the movie. Because I was like, this is going to be a fucking amazing scene. Yeah. To see these, like, tribes people auctioning off this stuff. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the FBI, though. Uh, speaking of Marty <laughs> speaking of Marty no uh, my last thing to say about it yes I thought it was a great movie watch it it is very long I'll say yes it is quite long it's like over three hours three and a half, and half hours half, yeah I was a bit like I'm dying by the end uh, of it I was not I was I was hooked the whole way through maybe because I'd, I'd started it at like eight o'clock at night yeah that's fair I was also in a cinema so it was a different experience yeah yeah um, what were people joking about actually when you um, Sean saw this with some friends of I ours. honestly do not remember I have blocked it from my memory but they started instantly goofing yeah like the second the movie ended we like left the, the thing and they were starting to crack jokes I was, like, was it oh. about fucking um, Brendan Fraser I fully don't remember yeah I remember Sean was like grumble grumble and I was like yeah, <laughs> yeah. shout out to Leah DeCap. it's our first Leo DeCap movie this, this is one. our first Leo DiCaprio movie <sighs> How do you feel about Leo? 
Before we listen, guys, this is gonna be a long episode. It's gonna be a long. We're episode. gonna marinate to talk about some actors here because there's a lot of really good actors in this movie. I want to talk about. Are you getting another beer? I'm gonna go marinate. You've been marinating since like Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff was the only cider that they had in um, yesterday. In little that didn't come in like individual bottles. Fuck that. So. Woodgate Traditional Irish... This episode brought to you by Woodgate Traditional Irish Cider. Not sponsored. <laughs> Woodgate, hey Woodgate, if you're listening. Please give us money. Yes. How do you feel about Leonardo DiCaprio as an actor? Uh, we've never, we haven't watched it at Caf yet. I don't know if I've ever really been like super blown away by any of his performances. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really good in Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, like Titanic, of course. He's He's solid in... Killer, but, another thing about Killers he's just doing the like upside down smile oh face. the whole time it's yeah so funny. he's doing the Florence Pugh frown <laughs> I like Leo as an actor but sure. I think I think sometimes he gets stuck into the like the, the Leo Cap zone sure and I'm like the Leo DiCaprio zone yeah the Capri zone <laughs> where like he really does just play very sad people doing a very hard job all the time. Yeah. 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 Like, Inception... What, let me get his fucking filmography up, actually, so I can see which movies I've actually seen him in. Because um, he's one of these actors where, like, he's so, like, not a standout to me that... Um, which is bizarre, because he's a very famous actor. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, the fucking... Catch Me If You Can? No, the... Revenant? I've seen The Revenant. I thought The Revenant was fine. Um... The which was the Tarantino one he was in? Once upon a time in Hollywood. That's the one. I, I thought, haven't seen that. I thought that that was a interesting movie. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was all right. But I, I again wasn't blown away by him. Read, I was, out, I, read out his filmography for, okay. me, for me and all right, the crowd right, right, right. to see what we. So because he's he's. Do we want to do the he, his filmography is not actually that long, so I could like probably Leonardo do Di- all of yeah, it. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio would have been a good person to do for this podcast. Yeah, but I weirdly think he is too famous. I do too. Yeah, yeah. Where I think there's, he's already so disgusted. I don't know how much more you can talk about yeah. him. Whereas Matt Damon has so much weird shit going on in his career. Because Matt Damon is the friendliest man in Hollywood. Yeah. So in 1991, uh, DiCaprio was in his first movie, a direct-to-video movie called Critters 3. We all have to start somewhere. He played an extra in a movie called Poison Ivy. I imagine it's not about the, the supervillain. Uh, he was in This Boy's Life and What's Eating Gilbert Grape. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? People think he should have he's, won an Oscar for. His name is... Wait, what the fuck is this? What you, It's Eating Gilbert Grape is a movie. I've never seen it. But he is like 16, 15 in this movie. And he plays someone with like... I think it's meant to be like severe. Yes, he does. Uh, so, autism or like he's he's someone with a, like a in, like a learning disability. Yeah, the the Wikipedia just says intellectually disabled. Yeah, um, but he's meant to be incredible in it. Now I've never seen it. I don't mm. know how it's aged. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine it's aged particularly well. Supposedly, it's like it's just one of those I have not seen. I can't comment on it. But people have been like. Like you just you know how there was the whole trend of like how's Leonardo DiCaprio never won an Oscar? It started yeah. from this movie. Damn. Like people have been saying it since kind of he started that he should have mm. won an Oscar. Um, please continue. I didn't mean to. Uh, Ninety five. He was in The Basketball Diaries, The Quick and the Dead, and Total Eclipse. Uh, the Quick and the Dead is a movie I've been meaning to actually watch. It's a Sam Raimi uh, western film. Oh, cool. With uh, Russell Crowe. 
Oh, that looks fun. Yeah. Um, and then, Sharon Stone. Yeah. Gene Hackman. Then 96 is when his career takes off because he's in Romeo plus Juliet as oh, Romeo. Love I've Romeo. never seen Romeo plus Juliet. Have I've you heard, not? I've heard incredible things about I it. I think you would like it. Oh, yeah? I, it's like uh, my mother um, is... I love my mother. But when I was about 13, mm. she was like, I'm going to show you all the 90s teen heartthrobs to like develop sure. my taste in yeah. men. I have seen <laughs> I have seen several gifs of the guy who plays Mercutio. Yes! And... Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like him, he, like Claire Danes is in, like Claire Danes is for Julie. Claire Danes? Claire Danes? Fuck yeah. She's so pretty in that movie. <laughs> like, that is one of the, like, it is probably one of the best um, depictions on screen of Romeo and Juliet because it's super faithful to the book sure. or to the play, the text. Oh, it's Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, it's so good because they speak in Old English, but they like, they just make oh, it really cool. colourful. Nice. Um, I think it's set in like Miami in the 90s. Like, it's great. I love nice. Romeo X Juliet. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, he was also in Marvin's Room in 96. And then, you know what movie he was in, in Titanic? Or... <laughs> Dad. <laughs> I fucked that one up real bad. Do you know what movie he was in? Do you know what movie he was in in Titanic? Do you know what movie he was in in 1997? Was it Titanic? It might have been Titanic, yeah. And then he was in The Man with the Iron Mask, I <laughs> the think? The Man in the Iron Mask which in 98, a, yeah. bizarre movie. And not a film that I've seen. I have, um, and I was like, ooh, this is bad. <laughs> Then, 98, also he was in Celebrity. Uh, he was in The Beach by Danny Boyle in 2000. What's The Beach about? The Beach is about, like... A movie I've never seen, but I've seen uh, advertised on Channel 4 so many times. Uh, it's about a bunch of, like, uh, American backpackers who are traveling around, uh, like, Southeast Asia. And they just find, like, a little uh, little beach and they, they start staying there. And Shenanigans and Yeah, the, the locals are not particularly happy. I don't know why. It always gave me big Far Cry 3 vibes. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's like... That's... I can see where that's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Then 2002, he is in Catch Me If You Can. Meant to be Another great. movie I must watch. Yeah. And is he in... According to Letterboxd, he's in Gangs of New he York. He is in Gangs of New York in this year as well. Okay. 2004, The Aviator. Uh, he pisses in a bottle in that movie. Really? Yeah. Damn. Oh, this is an. I didn't realize this was Scorsese as well. Oh, Marty and him. Like he is Marty's boy. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's fully like Gangs of New York, Aviator, then The Departed. Yeah. Uh, like, he's he was, also in Blood Diamond this year. Blood Diamond, I, a movie I remember being advertised on TV. I watched Blood Diamond in a religion class in secondary school. Um, I don't remember why. Then he has. Oh. A, documentary called the 11th hour in 2007 which looks to be a climate change, climate change one uh body of lies and revolutionary road in 2008 not movies i'm familiar with i've heard of them then like 2010 shutter island uh he's in a <laughs> do you remember when i saw shutter island and i kept showing everyone that clip from Shutter Island for like which two, one uh baby why are you all oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> We're federally um, port. We're federally ported marshals. Shutter <laughs> Island's a fun movie. It's kind yeah. of stupid, but I see, really see. I know. It I, I know the thing about Shutter Island. I know so th- I've never watched it. I need to think about Shutter Island as well. Yeah. And actually, that's not a massive. It does not spoil sure. your experience of that movie to know the thing. Okay. Because it is so. He is so fucking crazy in that movie that you're like, oh, this makes sense. Like you yeah. would, you would pick up on it as you were watching it. You know. Yeah. Baby, why you're all wet? He is the narrator in the Hubble documentary. Sure. Uh, and then also in 2010, he's in a little known movie I don't think you've seen called Inception. 
Uh, for the Inception, like, drums and here now, yeah. Shaw. <laughs> Another one of the, like, ear texts of my film-going mm. experience. So, two Sorry, guys... Inception was fucking 14 years ago? Uh-huh. I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, in 2011, he played J. Edgar Hoover in J. Edgar. I haven't seen... That's meant to be And good. then in 2012, uh, a foundational text for Sean... Uh, he was in Django Unchained. A movie I wasn't allowed to go see. I fucking loved that movie. A movie. Can we, can we giggle for a moment? I wasn't allowed to see Django, but I was showed The Departed. That is wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My parents were like, no slurs for the child. Maybe like two less slurs in Django than in this movie. I think they were just like, ah, Quentin. Quentin's a bad boy. <laughs> no feet allowed. <laughs> There's some feet shots in this movie. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I don't like this. 2013, The Great Gatsby and the Wolf of Wall Street. Big year for, for Leo there. I uh, feel like this is when the narrative of him never winning an Oscar really starts yeah. to like... Yeah, it was it was uh, Wolf of Wall Street where it really revved up. And then he was in The Revenant, which I think he won he one won for. He won for, yeah. yeah. Um, so I would imagine it was just like a marketing campaign on behalf of his well, agents. Well, was... Like, I don't... No, I mean the, like, oh, he's never won an Oscar thing. I think he um, had been nominated. It was one of the things... He'd been he nominated a good few times. Yeah. 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 I thought The Revenant was, was fine. I, I thought it was okay. I Will Poulter's in that movie, which I always forget. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We talked about this last week. Yeah. I just watched the episode of The Bear with him in it today. The Bear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 2015, he was also in a short film called The Audition as him... A, short, a comedy short film directed by Martin Scorsese... This movie uh, looks bizarre. Starring Robert De Niro and Leo DiCaprio playing fictionalized versions of and themselves. Brad and Brad Pitt. yeah. That? Damn. Uh, then he was in another documentary called Before the Flood. Then 2019, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 2021, Don't Look Up. 2023, Killers of the Flower Moon. Did you like Don't, Don't Look Up? I didn't watch it. It's... I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, and then in TBA, he's going to be in Paul Thomas Anderson's next film. He was, oh no, he, I thought he was in Avatar too. He's in The Wager, which is the mood, the guy who wrote Killers of the Fire Moon, he's bought the rights for it, I think. Which is about, it's about a mutiny on a boat. I need to buy sure. The Wager, I heard it's a good book. Hell yeah. But yeah. Uh, um, Leo DiCaprio is like the like co-star of this, I guess. Because the, the movie kind of jumps between his plotline and yeah, Matt's plotline. yeah. Before we get started talking about the movie, what do you think of Matt in this? Oh, Matt's fucking great in this. Matt's incredible yeah. in this. I, I think th- this might be the best performance we've seen from Matt yet. It's so different. It is so different it's from so everything di- else. It's so It feels like it's the same paradigm shift of when we watched, when he was doing his like good squeaky boy thing and then you watch Talent and Mr. Ripley and you're like, yeah, Matt's yeah. scary. To watch mm-hmm. Matt play an out and out cocky bastard. It's great. It's bizarre. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, I think all of the performances in this film are incredible. It's one of the it's one of those movies you watch and you're like, this could be a very interesting, a fun but kind of schlocky movie yeah. if you did not have like a great director and a good actors commanding yeah. it. Yeah, you know. Let's talk about the fucking devil that's at the heart of this movie. Jack Nicholson, Nicholson. playing Satan himself, playing the devil. <laughs> Jack Nicholson is also incredible in this I oh. could not imagine another actor playing this part it's one of those movies as I was watching because I, I I knew so much of the story going into it so I was like yeah. I'm just kind of watching it for the performances and just to see everything I was like who else could be in, the, in all these roles and I couldn't think of like any. yeah he's like, just perfect he's the devil yeah the devil <laughs> so what this movie is about 
Yeah. Is uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon is a child who was groomed by Jack Nicholson. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the opening of the film, is it the first scene? The first scene is like Jack Nicholson talking about the 80s. Being yes, like, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that is what it is. Um, but he... But like the first proper scene is them in the diner. Yeah, that's, um, with, that's what with, I'm talking with about. With little kid Matt. Hell little kid yeah. after they cast... That looks like child Matt Damon. Yo, that looks exactly <laughs> like child Matt Damon. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I was like, that is amazing casting. insane how they got that guy. Yeah. So my notes start uh, approximately like halfway through this scene. Yeah. Or it's just a big Wolverine sighted. <laughs> <laughs> I, because... started, I, I watched this an hour. I started watching this an hour after Sean. And the, as I t- turned it on, Sean went, <laughs> move, Hannah, movie good. And yeah. I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, I know. it is. Yeah, it's good. Good movie. Where it's like, so... Tom, um, Jack Nicholson plays Tom Frank Costello. Frank Costello. Who's Frankie, like the, yeah. Francis. Francis. Who's the head of the Irish mob in South Boston. Yeah. Yeah. And he basically recruits child Matt Damon after like shaking down a local diner owner and mm. like propositioning his teenage daughter for sex. Yeah. Like which is horrifying. Not good. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he buys off Matt Damon. As a kid. A little baby Matt Damon with some bread, some milk. Some bologna. Some and bologna, malaise. yeah, some bologna, yeah. And mayo. And mayo, yeah. And a copy of Wolverine number 11, which does situate this opening scene in 1989. Oh, is that a, like an issue with the film that it's... Actually, no, that, that, that tracks. Yeah, that adds time. up, yeah. yeah. Um, like, it's never really specified what year anything's happening, but yeah. that, that makes sense. Time yeah. passes quickly in this movie. Yeah, it like, does, There's one point yeah. where they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. weapon undercover a year, and I was like, Ooh, okay. a year? Yeah. God, just the like... You're basically the first five, ten minutes of this movie. It's mm. probably five minutes where you're basically yeah. like, oh, this child being groomed. Yeah, and it's just like, it's just Jack Nicholson having the worst vibes on the planet. To a small, like a, a, a teenage kid. Yeah. Um, and you get like a vibe of like... Like a young teenage, like maybe 12, He's 13. an altar boy. Um, yeah. There's definitely like, I will... Like content warning for this discussion. There's like a heavy theme of like, Matt Damon was like groom groomed as a kid, I think, in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, That's, there's just things yeah. in it where they're, like, they mention that, like, he's impotent and he's, like, really weirdly freaked out by, like, the church and stuff. Yeah. And there's lots of, like, references to that, which, 2006. Yeah, 2006, yeah, talking about in Ireland. Boston. Yeah. Well, Bo- Boston's where they uncovered all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we watched watch Spotlight. Yeah, yeah. We, watch, we watched Spotlight. Yeah. Um, second Spotlight reference in a row. Hell yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep it going. Yeah. I know. So my, my first two notes in this are number one, all caps Wolverine cited. Second, Jack is a psychopath LMAO. <laughs> yeah, he basically is like I think it's a really effective montage where they, they show the first they show like Jack talking to this kid and then it's just a mm. jump cut of him in the police academy. Yeah. And you instantly know what he is doing, which is Jack is like Francis has convinced this kid what is his name, Colin? Colin O'Sullivan, I think it's Matt's character's name. That sounds right, yeah. yeah. He's convinced yeah, Colin to, right. like, go and be a spy in the police force for him. Yeah. Be a rat. And you're instantly like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. see this Adds happening. Uh-huh. But at the same time, you see another schleb of a man. Uh, another child. Uh, also in the police academy yeah. at this point. And the, the state uh, troopers. Yeah, Leo DiCaprio. Just looking so sad. Yeah, he does not look happy at any point in this film. I think that's something that's so interesting. Um, like a dynamic in this movie when you're watching it. Mm. Where it is... Leo is the good guy. Because like he is... Leo's basically holding... You, it happens in the first 15 minutes of the movie where... 
his family are all from South Boston. They were all mm. like mob connections. He was like the one brother that wasn't in the mob. Yeah. They basically are like, you are, you look so suspicious. We're going to make you an undercover agent in this gang because... Yeah, he is. so he like, he joins, he signs up to the police academy or whatever, basically as uh, a fuck you to his family. Yeah. Because his, his mother was dying. His mother was dying. His parents were divorced. We live in a different part of Boston. Yeah. And like none of her side of the family helped at all. Yeah. And it's very much, they like have a... A converse, a scene which they kind of keep cutting back to, which we'll talk about in more detail because of the fucking what's going on in that scene with Mark, where he, Mark's Mark's big screen scene where he's just screaming at Leonardo. Oh, that one, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> where you get his whole backstory, where it's like yeah. he switched accents, he like code switched to go to South Boston. Yeah. So he's basically like, yeah, you're being sent to be an undercover police service in like the mob, and he's just as this movie goes on, you just see Leonardo DiCaprio's mental health cracking. Yeah, he's. Just breaking under all this pressure that he's Where under. Where you see Matt Damon, the happiest he's motherfucker. He's fucking great time. Happiest, sleaziest, um, treats women so shit Matt yeah. Damon in this movie. <laughs> he uh, wolf whistles every woman in this office. And I was like, also, I want to go back to the, the police academy for a second. Yeah. Homophobic Matt makes an appearance and not happy Why are they about playing it? rugby? They're playing rugby. rugby. <laughs> Why is not playing rugby? This is an invictus. They're playing, they're playing rugby against the, the, fire- the firemen. Is this the first line Matt says in this movie? It's like, you're a bunch of like... You're a bunch of queers. Yeah. yeah something like that. I couldn't say that word. Yeah. And he's like, fucking fire. It's the first thing they've gotten in like the existence is pussy and winds. And I'm like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> It's just, oh, it's just me. You're like, yeah. oh, he's a bad man. Yeah, but I've I've got a couple of notes here on just kind of the filmmaking sides of things because oh, there's great. one thing that I think is really cool that they do, mm-hmm. which is um, when Leo is going to like sign up for the uh, to, where he's going into the building to actually go for that interview with with Mark and um, Mark Martin. and my president, yeah, Queenan. Queenan. There's this really cool bit where he is like he's walking across the road and he's going up to the building and there's like this a, like zoom kind of twist zoom shot up the stairs. Not even that. It's where there's like a um, you know the way Star Wars does the like uh, like spot fades. They in do a lot of spot fades in this. Yeah, they do two in specific that I yeah. was really uh, that, they do one really match near me. the end when he's like mm. about to get away. Uh-huh. With it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what what it is is for the first one that they do. It's focused on Leo and it's zooming out. Yeah, because he's like being introduced to this like whole like police situation uh-huh. or whatever. And then when they do it later on, it's zooming in on Matt because he's like like getting he's about to get caught basically he's like trapped um and it's like because leo is breaking out of his you know criminal life and matt is being trapped by it i thought that was really cool Uh uh-huh that's that's all i have to say for now Uh (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like it is just like the basically the movie is like leo goes undercover they're both undercover yeah but they're all undercover on opposite side so leo Um, is an undercover cop working with the mob and matt is an undercover mobster working with the, the cops. cops the scene that kind of starts i also just want to talk about the credit drop oh fucking great yeah amazing uh, how 
has the song Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys not been in every single playlist you've ever made in your life because that is the most Sean Combs it's a banger yeah have you never heard that song before no I've absolutely heard that song several times before I think I've been like playing it for you drunk but I'm like yeah oh it's so good Sean listen to this song Um, the scene where we are introduced to the two informant cops yeah Queen and Indignum Mark motherfucking Wahlberg incredible the best Fantastic. the best he's ever been his second best role i've not seen pain and gain he is incredible in pain and gain but for a very different reason in terms of him actually playing a character and not playing mark Wahlberg. Mm. yeah that's true yeah yeah because in pain and gain he is essentially just playing mark for Wahlberg. him playing an actual guy and you are like for a moment forget it as mark Wahlberg and just believe he is the world's fucking most just awful cop yeah, like you, Mark Wahlberg. Like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> you are just like, oh, I hate this man. Yeah. But he is on the awful. right side of the law. <laughs> Until the end. Until the end, I hadn't remembered how this movie ended. Because yeah. I had a totally different remembering. Oh, really? For some reason, I always thought Mark Wahlberg, at the end, this is just me having watched it as a kid, I thought he was a rat in the mob as well. For some reason, I thought he was a third rat. I don't know we'll, why. We'll, we'll get to that we'll later get there. on. Yeah. But I was like, oh wait, no, he's just, mm. he obviously just got told by Leo or something. He's not also a rat, but I think I was just overpowered by Mark Wahlberg's we'll get, personality. We'll get to that later. Because <laughs> I also got that impression. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that is what was happening. I, I, my, when I viewed it this time, I got a different impersonation, like viewing of it. I could be wrong. Sure. I think it's. I think it's left up. Yeah, to the that's audience. the end of the movie. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Later. We'll talk about yeah. in two hours. In like yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> First eight hour episode. Just fucking. I love how Mark and Martin Sheen play off each other. Martin yeah. Sheen is also. Ah, uh, like uh, we've already done Leo's whole filmography. I just want to talk about Martin Sheen for thirty seconds. Sure. Because I love Martin Sheen. Uh-huh. Very, very famously, the president in the West Wing, mm-hmm. but also the main character in Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm just like Martin. I love you. Uh, you're my movie uncle, my movie granddad. Just... <laughs> let me see. Let me see what else he's been in. Let me pick out some shit. Uh... Martin Sheen's been in. Yeah. Too many movies. He's also in Catch Me If You Can. He's in The Amazing Spider Man. Oh in... yeah, he's is he? Um... He's, in he's Ju- not Captain Stacy. Is he Uncle Ben in Amazing Spider-Man? Probably. Let me check. Um, yeah, he's Uncle Ben. Oh, he was in the Spawn movie. So JFK, Selma, Dead Zone, Wall Street. Um, like, he's just one of those incredible actors that has been in way too many movies. We are yeah. never doing a Martin Sheen miniseries. Not a fucking chance. He's like Sam Jack. People have suggested Sam Jack or De Niro or other things. Yeah. Too many movies. Great person, like to do a decade of Martin Sheen or something would be great, but just too many movies. I love him. Oh, he played Robert E. Lee in Gettysburg. Yeah, damn, he's a great guy. Does he play? Yeah, I still he does he play the main guy in Wall Street or? No, still the fact it's actually Charlie Sheen. Do they play son? No, that's very funny. What Wall Street's uh, one of like Charlie Sheen's first movies, and Martin Sheen's also in it, but they. Don't play father and son. They just play separate characters. Nice. Which I think is funny. Yeah. Uh, another movie, which is like an existential horror movie when you watch it. Anyway. Um, Leo gets sent undercover with Frank. Yes. And, then, and the, the Irish mob. Yeah. I would say, weirdly, I know Matt is the co... Matt's the co-lead in this movie. I would yeah. say Leo is the protagonist. 
like you know how like protagonist is the word of like it's the character you follow that like you are you want them to succeed and an- sure, antagonist yeah. is like the other main character you follow but it's going against the kind of yeah the wanted objective i would yeah. say that like i wanted matt damon to win why because you like the mob i love the mob <laughs> shout out to crime <laughs> Uh, something I will compliment this movie for. Yeah. I do not think it glamorizes the mob that much. Oh, not at all. And no. I, I actually admire it a lot. It, for that. it also really humanizes basically everybody who's in it as yeah. well. It, I think it does not. It's not like The Godfather with The Godfather kind of. I love The Godfather. The Godfather, you're like, yeah, I want to mm. marry into this family. I watch this, I'm like, no. <laughs> don't want to be. Don't yeah. want to be. I don't want to be a fucking Leo or Matt in this. Yeah. One thing that's important, actually. Yeah. Is. Right at the beginning of the film, we find out that uh, fucking Alec Baldwin goes to, like, the uh, special investigations guys. Yeah. And they're like, all right, there's going to be a bunch of people going undercover with the mob. Only Marky Mark and uh, Martin Sheen are going to know about, are going to know the names. Yeah. Like, you're not going to know. So, yeah, in case we haven't described it properly, because we're too excited, so we're not talking about the plot. It's a good movie. It's such a good movie. Leo's undercover working for Jack Nicholson and a bunch of other goofers. Yeah. Matt's undercover in, like, the special investigations unit in as, like, a detective within the Boston, like, state trooping, Boston PD. He's working, his, like, direct sergeant is Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. In the same building is Martin Sheen and Marky Mark. Martin Sheen and Marky Mark send Leo DeCap into into undercover yeah the fact they meet at the start of the movie i think is so smart they don't meet is the thing but they see each other the dude is no do they not see each other uh matt never sees him he's oh. too busy looking at the um oh because he's, he's sitting bu- he's down too, when yeah, he walks in yeah, he's too busy fucking ogling the uh the receptionist yeah. he never actually sees him it's very intelligent yeah yeah um because that's the thing, if he had seen him there, then he would have clocked it clocked immediately. immediately. Yeah. So that's the kind of state of play. So, like, the movie kind of switches between Leo witnessing horrific crimes. Yeah. And Matt just being the world's Matt, biggest social climber within the Boston yeah, police. Matt, Matt playing everything perfectly, where he's like, oh, these guys are looking for, like... Someone. These guys are looking for the guys who are actually, like, paying me. So I'm going to maneuver it such that they never catch... Uh, Frank, but they get just enough people so that they're happy. But they also, there's so much of it of like, I think something I really like about how they write um, like Matt's character in that plot. Mm. It is not that like Matt is the world's best criminal. He yeah. also sometimes just gets so fucking lucky. He really does, yeah. Like the whole thing when they're doing the microprocessor People would like to joke about how they say microprocessor in this movie. Sure. I don't know why. I think people just find the South Boston accent funny because yeah. it's funny. The fact that like they don't they don't put the cameras in that room. And that is nothing yeah. about Matt. Yeah, that they Matt just happen has no, to not. They yeah. just happen to not get it, so they fuck it up that way. Yeah. I think it's so genius because... But, yeah, you go for it. We'll get, we'll get to that when we get to that. But I just think... I, I like how they do, they do it that like... Matt is going purely off being just a charismatic attractive guy yeah. that and is like, he's like good at cracking a joke yeah. but also knows when to shut the fuck up and he's like actively trying to befriend everybody yeah um, the, he's like his best friend he knows in like the police academy yeah that is like yeah. his number two like he's like I'll make you a detective but who also knew Leo no I don't think so 
No, it was a different guy yeah. who Leo back then. Yeah, 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 you're right. He ends up in Matt's unit. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. the uh, African-American man. There's the uh, the psychiatrist who, let me let me tell you, her fit, incredible. Oh, I... With the, like, grey suit, the white collar, fucking amazing. I, I, I have decided before watching this movie I was going to get into waistcoats this Hell year. Hell yeah, yeah. It's going to be a waistcoat year for Hannah. Nice. <laughs> well, talk about her character plot as we go through the movie. By yeah. the end of it, I was like, imagine being that woman. Yeah, imagine that's like... Th- that is... She needs to go to therapy after this movie. Yeah. I mean, she did also cheat on her boyfriend. That is... As she said, I thought I was the biggest liar here. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but like, that bit at the end, when she realizes who Leo is... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you not? Would, would it not? But that's at the end. We've got to talk ruin, about the rest of the movie Would it not ruin your first? world, though? Yeah, I mean, it would. But we got a movie to talk I'm about. I'm going to go grab my other chin and a tank. I'm <laughs> really right. excited. Can you grab me another one of these? I need to go set myself on a walk. <laughs> All right, this rarely happens, so I'm going to take this chance to say while Hannah's gone, um, uh, Killers of Flower Moon Rocks. What are you saying? Don't worry about it. You're going to edit it, so like, honestly, yeah. you're just... Um, yeah, you'll hear this after I have edited it. Yeah, that's fine. You're saying something of like pain again, or huh? you're saying something of some something something rocks. I Don't heard worry the end about of it. it. Yeah, I shouldn't have opened that right now. I still got like half a can over no, here. No, skill issue. Um, I was just handed something and immediately opened it. What was I going to say? Talking about. Listen, this is not Cliff Notes, the podcast. We don't summarize the movies perfectly, like straight through. Sometimes sure, we get excited. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. We Sometimes we get gig- we get giddy. Yeah, um, a little bit. I think, what's the first major kind of crime? There's a, I say about a good 25 minutes are Leo trying to get in oh, with so, Frank. Like, they yeah. fully do send him to prison. Oh yeah, that's when like, the doctor... he does actually get arrested. Oh yeah, like um, they, I don't think they haven't beat up somebody, but he no, goes but to he, prison he, for four months. Yeah, and then he like gets out, he meets up with his like cousin. His cousin who's selling like an eight, two eight balls of coke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, his cousin who's like a shitty minor drug dealer. Who's like pissing on Frank's like, like he is in Frank's territory, selling I, drugs under Frank. I don't know if he is when Leo first meets him. I think it might be that Leo, like, kind of pushes him towards it. Definitely, because that's what Leo's doing. Leo's yeah, been told exactly. to, like, get get Frank's attention. Yeah. And, like, the cousin does go, like, we shouldn't really be doing this, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing that really gets the attention, though, is the bit the, where they're the in the bar. Juice? The cranberry juice. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know about this scene? Because I feel like... No, I didn't. No. I feel like this is one of the scenes of... Like, this is gift so much, the cranberry juice scene. I, I, I had never seen this scene before. Oh, it's... I, I think it's a masterful scene. It's fucking great. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Because, um, uh... Leo's cousin is doing a deal in some bar. Yeah. And Leo is also there. And he sees that there's this guy in there. He's... The cousin... I think the cousin's making a deal. I also think what the cousin is doing is going up to Frank's men, being like, we're not stealing your territory. Yeah. I can vouch for my cousin. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the vibe I kind of got was the cousin's like to operate, but he has to pay, like, tax to Frank. Yeah. It was weird, yeah. like, the vibe I got. Which, sure. like, I don't know, I could be wrong, but... Well, he goes and orders a cranberry juice in the bar. Yeah. And a woman... There's a man beside him that is like, oh, my girlfriend drinks... Yeah, cranberry drinks juice. cranberry juice when she's on her period. Which is not why you drink cranberry juice. No? You drink cranberry juice if you have a urinary tract infection. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Which I'm just like, huh? Um, <laughs> so he 
gets asked if he's on his period and he just he just glasses on. Um, oh. I'm I'm like 99% certain that this was like intentional on Leo's part. To glass him. Like that he knew that fucking is it Frenchie? Frenchie's in the is the guy his cousin's talking to. Yeah. Because yeah. he knew that it was Frenchie who was there, so he's like, I need to make a scene here and make myself known. Yeah. Um, and so he just glasses this fucker and starts like beating the shit out of him. That's the thing, it's like it's such an interesting difference between the two rats in the movie. Is that Leo is so low status in the gang, really. That he yeah. he has to do all these like big kind of actions of power to get Frank and Frenchies and everyone's attention. Yeah. Where what Matt has to do is he has to get good enough that he is given power, but not do it in a way that makes him really suspicious. Yeah. 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 He glasses it, gets the beat the fuck up. Yeah. And then and- and then Frenchie is like, "Are you on his pe- your period?" And he's yeah. just like, <laughs> "No." Frenchie comes up to him, is like, "Do you know who I am?" And yeah, I was like, "No, I don't know who the fuck you are." And Frenchie's like, uh, "I'm the guy who like decides who you can beat up and who you can't around yeah. here." And this guy, I don't know if you can beat him up or you can't yet, but you didn't ask, so I'm gonna say you can't. Which, thank God, like, I feel like Sean has taken that scene and is like, I'm going to put this in something someday. It's <laughs> <laughs> falling away. He's laughing because it's true. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, this is this is what gets Leo on. Uh, what get Leo, let's get Leo a look in, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Or not, in a, not a look in, but I think it's what it draws. It puts him on the radar. Exactly. Because yeah. it's, it's the diner, it's the cafeteria or I don't know what it's called like the the deli the bodega I guess I guess it's not New York so it's not a bodega but it has big bodega vibes a little corner shop I want one of those I want a corner shop you can eat in as well yeah Oh, I want a corner shop you can eat in and buy an issue of Wolverine in Sean I have a business proposition for you (laughs) (laughs) I guess we have these they're just like there is delis and spars but you can't you can't sit at them some of them you can yeah, I guess like my main you thing is... You can sit in Gay Spar. Oh, shout out to Gay Spar. Yeah. I guess my main thing is I don't want like a chicken fillet roll. I would like toast. Love a chicken fillet roll. Never though. had a chicken fillet roll. Never? Never. What the fuck? Yeah. It just doesn't appeal to me. It's so good though. Nah. Oh, Hannah. What's wrong? I'm very happy to be Irish. Podcast is cancelled. <laughs> I'm very happy to be Irish. I do not eat like an Irish person. Also good though. Do I eat like an Irish person? I guess not. You don't eat red meat. Don't so eat like... steak. Don't eat potatoes. Yeah. Oh yeah, you don't. Yeah. Eat chips, but like they're they're different. They're, they're not di- potatoes. They're not potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> don't like they're stew. Chips. Yeah, because there's beef in there. Oh, I don't like lamb either. Hmm. I wouldn't say lamb is a particularly Irish thing. Lamb stew? Isn't shepherd's pie a uh, lamb? No, a shepherd's pie is beef. I, thought, I think it's meant to be lamb. Cause that's why I've it's only ch- ever had it with beef. Because that's why it's called shepherd's pie. Because mm. it's, you know... That for, would make sense. Yeah. Anyways, moving away from food. Yeah. Uh, talking about fighting. Yeah! Um, <laughs> the, the other... The, how I think Leo gets the main attention of Frank is he beats up some Italians. Yeah, there are two guys who are coming into one of the local fucking convenience stores or whatever pushing into frank's territory because yeah provenance and they're they're like asking the the, like the owner for protection money and leo's there you know eating a little meal um it's the same one that uh matt was in at the beginning of the film yeah Yeah. he was like oh shit these guys aren't with frank 
I'm gonna go beat the shit out of him. And he does. And he does. I love that he breaks his hand. Yeah. It's so yeah, funny. Yeah, it's so good. I, I, we haven't described the, like, the way Leo's kind of being allowed to operate. It's funny because his uncle worked for Frank and his uncle was murdered by Frank at the start of the movie. Yeah. 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 Um, um, which is horrifying. We do see, I paused the movie so I could see this. Because yeah. there is one of, uh, like towards the end when Matt is like looking up Leo's shit. Yeah. You do see a file on Leo's uncle. Mm. He was a rat as well. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> it's like it's barely on screen, but I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm interested in reading about this guy. So I yeah. passed it. Yeah, because that's what they, Frank does say that later on in the movie mm-hmm. that he's like, if this one has happened before, I just kill everybody. Yeah, because that's the thing of like, you get the vibe of Frank is good to the people he works with, but in like a weird, perverse way. Like the yeah, fact he sends like, so long as you stay on his good side all the time. Like, he'll be but the fine. fact he sends flowers to Leo's mom's funeral. Yeah, like that's yeah. so. That's such. A, I don't know. If that's like a fuck you to the fa- like of the family or what it is. Yeah. Like it's such a bizarre. He's just a fucking psychopath. Yeah. A twisted psychopath. Is that making fun of my dyslexia? No, it's a Twitter joke. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Jack kind of disappears for like a little bit of the movie, like fifteen. Yeah, minutes. he does. Yeah. When he reappears, you're like. Oh no. Because <laughs> he reappears with fucking Frenchie. Frenchie uh, to attack. Um, to get Leo. Yeah, to get Bill or Will. Or, I, I think his name's William. His name's William, yeah. But everyone's like, everyone's, Will. Everyone calls him Bill. Bill, Will. And I'm like, just call him. Just call him one name, <laughs> please. Um, but this. We'll be back in two minutes. <laughs> I did actually use the clicks last time and it was helpful. It is helpful! Uh, hello. Uh, I don't know if Sean's leaving in a center or not. Yeah. Apologies for this episode being out of, um, uh, a normal kilter. We're excited because we really like the movie. Uh, spoilers for later on. This is my top five. Ooh. I don't know about Sean, though. Um, I feel like he liked it. I don't know yet because he's a little trickster god, as you might have picked up on for listening to 37 episodes of the show. Bizarre we're this far in. Um, I know we say that every episode, but it still, it still freaks me out, you know? Because it feels like not that much time has passed for us doing it, because we do it once a week, and it's watching one movie a week. But it is over, like, nearly, like, probably 60 hours of recording of my voice being out there. So if any of you had, like, an AI training program, you could, like, fully impersonate who I am. I don't give my consent to that, though. Please don't steal my identity. And then don't Scooby-Doo, too, and, like, Coolsville sucks me um, with that, because that's not... That's not chill. I don't I don't vibe with that. Yeah, I don't know. This is coming out in like the end of February. Hope everyone had a good February. Sean's going to cut most of this out or leave it in. I kind of hope he cuts a bare, fair bit of it out because this is a very long time for me just to be soliloquying to camera. Oh, he's back. What are you telling him? Do you subscribe to the podcast? Uh, and rate and review? Yeah, that's pretty good actually. Yeah. yeah. Send us an email. Yeah. Um... The scene where Frank or Frank indoctrinates Leo into the gang, I would say, or, uh, or like tortures or, him. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Horrifying. Yeah, fucking ugh. Because Leo has a cast on because he's gotten his arm broken. Yeah. Uh, and he gets searched for a wire. Yeah, 
And Mac is just like, or Frankie is just like, Are you a cop? Yeah, are you a cop? He's like, No. He's like, hey, Frenchie, check the cast. And Frenchie just smashes the cast on the fucking I pool think table. That looks painful. I think it's using the Tim on his wrist. Yeah, like swacking him with it. Oh, Ugh. like I was just like, I cannot imagine how painful that would be. Yeah. Jesus. But Leo doesn't break. He he fully is like, no, I'm not a fucking cop the yeah. whole way through. So then he's kind of like in the gang. He basically gets mm. told that like, you beat up two members of like the mafia. You are going to die unless I kind of give you the grace of God not to die. Yeah. And Frank, the mandate of heaven. Yeah. Um, and Frank is like, yeah, no, that's chill. Also fully, I think they're dead by the time he does that to Leo. Weirdly. Oh yeah, almost certainly. It's almost yeah. certainly. But at the same time that Leo is getting tortured, Matt is going on a little date. He's going on a little date with Madeline. Poor Madeline. <laughs> oh, poor Madeline. Incredible style, but oh, damn. Good at, what is the actress's name? Because I thought she was very good in this. Uh, she is Vera Farmiga. Yeah. Let me like, see what else she's been in. It's kind of like... <gasps> what? She was in Godzilla, King of the Monsters. She's in a boy with striped pajamas. She's in Hawkeye? She's in an or- the, uh, orphan? She's in The Conjuring? She's in oh, the it is. The Conjuring is what, yeah. Up in the Air, Annabelle. It's Mattel. Uh, the Many Saints of Newark, a movie I feel like... Any- oh, I watched that movie. Any good? Uh, I haven't seen The Sopranos, so okay. I didn't really understand what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't like it much. Yeah. I think she's good. She does have, unfortunately, it's a mafia movie. Um, and she has a love interest And in she's it. a woman. So. so... <laughs> <laughs> Someday someone will fucking write a mob movie that like a female character gets a character arc. Like gets to be involved no, in the crime. That, that can't be allowed. I know it can't be allowed because a lot of these organizations are rooted in like religion and like mm. sexist attitudes towards women. I just want, I just want one girl boss criminal. <laughs> hey, maybe Drive Away Dolls will give you that, that to you. No. No? No. No, the, the girl, the, the lesbians are doing the crime in that. Yeah. But it's an accidental crime. Ah, okay, sure. Yeah. I can't wait for that movie. I can't believe, <laughs> like... I can't believe it's actually coming, coming out. out. Yeah. We need to go to the cinema to see this and then, oh, not, absolutely, talk, then yeah. not talk about it on the that podcast. if. I don't want to I can't believe it's going to be the last movie on this fucking podcast. I know, right? That's so fun. Wait, it's, is it? Is it coming out after Driveway Dolls? Yeah, Driveway Dolls is coming out in two weeks. What? Yeah. Holy shit. We're in the paper today. Damn. Okay, hang on. We'll uh, get back to the movie in a second, Is guys. If actually going to be our last? Yeah. No. It's coming out this summer. Oh, yeah, because The Instigators is on the list, but it's not, filming. not coming out. Yeah, because of the strike. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be like one of our last movies. Unless we do something that like Matt Damon does a cameo in something that comes out in like October. Unless we... What are you... What I've are just you? had an idea. I'm, well, I'm going to cut this bit out. We'll cut that... We'll, yeah, we'll, don't... We, don't worry about it. We just had a 20 minute fight yeah. off, off <laughs> mic. We've calmed down. Just and, about. Yeah. For fuck's sake. No, no, we can't get... No, no, we can't, no, we can't no, get no, into no, this No, no, bit. no, no. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, Matt is going on date to the psychiatrist... Matt? Which can't be ethical. <laughs> that Why? can't be allowed. Why? She's Why do you feel that way, Sean? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was fucking funny. <laughs> Sean's so done with me. It's so funny. I just want to get through the movie. <laughs> We're getting 
this for the movie. It's one of the. It's like one of the first best picture winners guess, we've done. So now we're actually going to get into a twenty minute argument. <laughs> Don't drop the kayfabe of what we. <laughs> oh, okay. I will say that date they go on. Yeah. I cannot tell if they are very into each other or like what the vibe is. I like, think they're really into each other. You think so? No, I, th- I think actually no. That's because because I kind of got the feeling. I get the feeling he's really into her. I feel I, like she's like, what the fuck am I doing? So what I think is happening here is actually now that I've thought of it, I've thought about it for more than a single second. Yeah. Uh, I think what's happening here is. Matt is, like, trying to ingratiate himself into this whole system as much as he can. Yeah. So he's pretending to be really into her. Yeah. And she's trying to psychoanalyze him to see what the fuck he's got going on. I also think it's, like, weirdly this thing of he is trying to... Like, because the vibe you get is, like, they say... When when Colin is introduced, they're like, Mm. oh, like, he grows up with his grandma, so he doesn't have any, like paternal figures at home so his yeah, like his like yeah. role model in life is Frank like something we've not mentioned which is fucked is whenever he calls Frank he goes hi dad yeah and like yeah, that's yeah. his cover but also like but it's also like yeah he, that's his, that, that's that's his, his father that's, figure that's his father yeah. figure and like if that was who you grew up watching like his dealings with women I think oh, yeah given the first thing we see him do in the movie I just don't think he knows how to like communicate with women correctly because like yeah yeah and like that sort of thing i think he's into her but he does not know how to commune like he does not know how to be like a good boyfriend sure because like any other time we see him he's like like he's oogling the women in the office he's kind of catcalling them which is yeah kind of like wasn't really allowed in 2006 like nobody really? else in the office seems to be in any way opposed to it so no like, but like I feel like as like a society we were like oh you shouldn't do that sure yeah like I feel like that's like I a, don't know if we were quite there yet you don't think so no I don't know uh, maybe not in the cops yeah, de- yeah. actually no definitely yeah. not in the cops but I think that's such an interesting thing of like you see it all the way through the relationship where she is doing certain things and being like a very supportive girlfriend in all these various life stages and he just does not know how to react to it at all yeah and does something that's like very very weird and almost borderline cruel but he doesn't he's not doing it intentionally i would say like i think it's just how he's like programmed Which is that? so like for example when she moves in and he's like oh, oh yeah where he's putting all of her shit away and he's yeah. like we don't we don't want other people seeing this you don't want other yeah. people seeing our lives like you see yeah. any photos of me around here yeah and like and that's I, I think that's fully because he's so deep undercover with the cops he's so deep undercover with the cops but I also just think that is his natural like I, I've read it as a thing where like if people saw that there was a load of pictures of her around but not him then they would start to ask questions but ta- See, I think because it's juxtaposed when Leo goes to her place. Yeah. And then he yeah. hangs it up being like, oh, it's you. And it's yeah. like, this is nice. I think it's just a weird juxtaposing like, of like their backgrounds and like who they like about their like characters as people. Yeah. Maybe I'm reading yeah. into it too much. But no, like, I think that is also correct. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's just like, I think that's his, that's his weird thing of how he really does not fit in with being this like model police guy. Sure. Where, and there's a lot of kind of times in the movie where people are like, oh, you know, getting married is important and like having a wife's important. Like people say that to him in the movie. And you can just tell he's like, 
Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's an interesting thing of, like, I think... I think she's trying to convince herself that she is more into him, especially halfway through. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. yeah when yeah, she yeah. meets Leo and she's like, <laughs> Romeo. <laughs> Fuck off, Paris. Mm, a um, sad boy. <laughs> um, yeah. And then they go on this date and they are flirting a storm up and Oh, they date. really are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what happens when... I think this, the, the them on the let me, date... Let me is, check my notes. Yeah. Check your notes. Because... We, have. we are jumping around. Oh, yeah. Matt is also going to law school. Fucking Matt David <laughs> He's Eagle. going to law school. <laughs> I texted Sean at all caps being like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson is... So my, my notes become very sporadic here just because I was so In entranced by the film. Yeah. When does the we all are act accordingly fill, line happen? Because that was the coolest shit of all time. I can't recall. I don't know what you're saying. I think it's... Um, Who says it? Is it Alec? Or... Is it one it's of the... either... Al- it's Jack. It's Jack who says it. I, I can't remember the scene. I'm sorry, friend. Sure. I also can't remember exactly the scene. I just have the... I have the... I know what the, like, setup for it is uh-huh. or whatever. But I can't remember what scene it's it happens in. Um, Jack Nicholson wears a leopard print tie. Insane. Jack Nicholson's Crazy fit shit. to this movie. Bonkers. Bonkers. His fit at the end is incredible. The fit when he confronts Marky Mark and Martin Sheen. Yeah! When he's wearing his white and purple pinstripe suit. (laughs) I want one of them. No. (laughs) I think like the kind of next, the next kind of fair chunk of the movie, next act Mm. if you will, is the microprocessor arc. Yes. Whereas Leo is indoctrinating himself into the gang. He's getting in there for like a year. So he's witnessing like... I don't a, think you can indoctrinate yourself into something. You know what I mean. Ingratiating himself. Thank you. He's kind of getting in with Frank so he can be like a witness and like, you know, a narc. Yeah. At the same time, they're trying to figure out this like whole mark, microprocessor stuff. Yeah, where uh, somebody is stealing a bunch of microprocessors from some microprocessor plant and selling them to China. Yeah. Um, and it takes a year for this kind of to happen, which happens very quickly in the movie. Yeah, it does. There is like a kind of montage of like crime. Yeah, of of Leo getting involved in like progressively more serious crimes. Yeah, so he kind of joins um, the inner circle of. Yeah, he. The reason that he meets uh, Madeline is because he like is there when somebody gets shot. He's also there as like. She does say when she's introduced that she's like, oh, I do psychology for cops, but I also do probation. Yes. So she's his yeah. probation officer. Yeah. Um, that scene, you're like, whoo. Oh, the when scene where he's, tr- when, where he's trying to get her to give him a prescription. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. 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 <laughs> that man should not be given drugs. <laughs> she's like, this is drug-seeking behavior. Yeah. Like, and he's like, I'll kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what happens if Madeline just writes him, like, gets, like, does a section, like, 2120 and gets him in, like, and put into, like, a mental health facility? Yeah, like, as she probably should. should yeah. Like, what happens to the movie then? <laughs> and it's, well, as I was watching this, I was like, mm, Leo has a thing for Madeline. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, clearly he does. Clearly yeah. he does. And then it kind of, like, you're watching more of a Leo becoming the most stressed man in the world, getting addicted to Oxycontin, mm. uh, which is, like, Oh, uh, yeah. in the year of our 2024. 
And I think I feel like the next big kind of set piece is the when the deal goes down with the Chinese. Oh, this this scene is so good. It's so it's funny. It's so good. It's so funny. There's a scene before it where you see it's kind of at the end of the montage where you see him meeting up with Martin and Marky Mark, and he just fucking lamps Marky. Yeah, because they're because he's. <laughs> Because he's just like, we gotta, like, we gotta get this guy down, right? We gotta... I'm so tired! I'm so, like, I'm out of my mind. We gotta just do this now and let me go. And Martin Sheen's, or no, Marky Mark's like, what are you, like, a pussy or something? And he decks him. Every, not, like, the slur per minute coming out of Marky Mark's mouth. Oh, exactly the amount I would imagine he just has in his personal life. Funny. And then he just covers it. And Martin Sheen is yeah. like, Martin, yeah, boys. Martin, Martin Sheen's like, if someone's watching us, how are we not going to arrest you now? <laughs> Think it through. <laughs> I love Martin Sheen's vibe in this entire movie. Because yeah. he just, I don't know why, he feels like he is playing a football coach or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, I can see that. Like, yeah, he feels absolutely. like he is in like such a different because everyone else is so stressed out around him and, and he's, he's just like, so cool and calm and collected like the ho- even for like the end oh, Sean. <laughs> Sean yeah. that is the most tragic movie that I like that broke me when I saw Damn, it I really? cried when that happened when I saw this kid oh yeah because you were nine yeah. yeah I was like a child <laughs> but like every time I watch it I get upset yeah because I'm like it's just We'll get there in a bit, but mm. it's like it's just so the shot when he off the, when he's floating down the building. Yeah. Oh, the green jacket. Oh, I hate that green jacket. I love that green jacket, <laughs> but I hate it so much because yeah. it means it's up. Anyway, but yeah. they go to do this big bust with these. So actually, guys. it's just before this that the we all are act accordingly thing mm-hmm. happens, and it's um, uh, Jack is like talking to a bunch of his guys, and he's I think it's Frenchie specifically he's yeah. talking to, and he's asking how Frenchie's mother is doing. And he's like, oh, you know, she's like, she's, she's on, on the way, way out. That's when the, the girlfriend's like, shut the fuck up. Please. Yeah. Uh, is like, oh, you know, she's on the way out. And Jack's just like, we all are. Act accordingly. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this guy is cool, actually. He is correct and right. Um, but yeah, I, I love the, the kind of big scene happens with the Chinese. They're in this random warehouse. And it's the first time you see MASH be strong. Excuse me, stressed watching the movie. Yeah, because he thinks that they're about to get Frank. Yeah. So he, like, he starts asking, being very risky. Yeah. I think that's the thing with Matt. Because Matt has the arguably easier job compared to Leo. Like, in terms of, like, their rashness, you know? Yeah. That, like... Leo has the risk of if he gets caught, he is dead. Yeah, Matt has the risk yeah. if he gets caught, he's just going to yeah. go to prison for the rest of his life. Really? So, yeah. My next note here is Martin's got him because there's this scene where he's calling Jack he's, Nicholson and he's like, "Hi, pop." And he's like, "Hi, dad," and you just see Martin Sheen stare at him in the background. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's caught. He's he's done. He's finished. Yeah. And he he gets away. He talks about this off, he is gets kind of the point where they realize there's a rat. I think. Yeah. The, the cops. Yeah, this is The it. cops yeah. are kind of like, there's definitely a rash. Yeah. And it's also when, like, he, it's also when Frank and Colin, so Matt, figure out there's a rash. Yeah. Because someone leaves their phone on. Yeah. So they know someone in their group. I wonder who left the phone on. Was Leo. Because yeah, because um, Leo gets a text. 
So what was happens is Matt calls him saying, don't no, use sorry, your phone. No, sorry, Matt, yes, Matt, Matt calls, calls him saying, saying don't, don't use, use your phone. phone. Yeah. Leo texts saying, the buy is happening. Yeah, and they get a ping from his phone, so yeah. they know where it's happening. Because, and this is what we were talking, we were referring to it earlier. And this is what I mean by Matt's, like, Matt's character is so lucky in this movie. And it's what I really like about yeah. it. It's the only reason Frank doesn't get caught now. It's not because, like, Matt's a really good rat or whatever. Mm. And, like, knew about the buy or whatever. Because yeah. he has this whole thing. Like, the reason he's kind of freaking out and being risky is he's like, shit, no one told me about this. Yeah. Is that one of the techies fucked up? It's No, it's that they only gave the techies like two hours notice. Yeah. Like it's and a- they just didn't get enough cameras in in time. Yeah, and they just missed the crucial spot that they couldn't kind of not miss. They missed they missed the spot where the uh, actual buy was happening and they missed the back of the building yeah. where the escape was happening Can we through. Just, we haven't uh, talked about... Can we have not talked about Alec Baldwin in this movie? Oh, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> How do you feel about Alec Baldwin? Because I love him. I, I haven't actually seen him in many things. Let me let me check his filmography. Yeah. And see I, what I I've seen watched, him in. He's in 30 Rock. Uh, he's in 30 Rock, yeah. Which is like, him in 30 Rock, he's playing like a, like a character of himself, but also like... Uh, like a, an executive it's very funny yeah. he's in um, Glen Gary Glen Ross which is one of like a movie my dad quotes like once oh, a month oh he's the boss baby yeah he's the boss baby <laughs> I haven't seen the boss baby he's the boss baby uh, ooh he's been in some clunkers there is like, no there is a, a political views section oh. on here so I don't want to uh, okay. when I say I love Alec Baldwin I love his filmography because yeah. he's a nostalgic actor for me I don't endorse his shenanigans that have ensued. I don't endorse uh, killing people. It wasn't an accident. Oh, he was in the American one of that. Never mind. He was in Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Excuse me? As Captain Grey Edwards. Oh, he was in... Oh, oh. Oh, Sean's unhappy. So, there are the two movies that I actually do genuinely know him from came out within a year of each other. In 2002, he was in The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Which I watched on fucking repeat as a kid. Uh, And in 2003, he was in The Cat in the Hat. Yeah! Yeah. He's the mom's boyfriend. Yeah. Didn't care Um, for that movie. I liked that movie when I was a child. Uh, What else is he in here? I feel like there must be something else. He's one of those actors when he turns up in a role like this where he's just let play out. he, He is in... He does his own voice in Tar as well. I need to see Tar. Tar's great. Tar's I, I really feel good. like I would love Tar. Tar yeah, Tar Tar is very good. Um, There's a ghost in Tar. And it's never mentioned. It's just kinda of in the background, cool. which is my favourite kind of horror. Yeah. My favorite kind of horror is uh sexual uh misconduct. Because isn't that what Tar is about? Is like her being a creep. Yeah, I mean yeah, it <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, but that's a bizarre way of saying that <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what Tara is about and I couldn't yeah. think of any other way it's like we were doing those rap bottles yesterday and I was like I fucked myself over with this joke and I have to continue yeah me now. too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway back to this movie I love when Alec Baldwin is just allowed to be a shouty man because I think yeah he's, he's very good at being he's, a shouty he's man he's just like huh! and you're yeah. like okay yeah we see you got kicked off a plane once because you weren't allowed to play words with friends <laughs> that's a true story yeah <laughs> the bit where him and Marky Mark are talking like right at the beginning is great um, um, the bit at the end when there he's like him and Marky Mark and Matt have a fight and Alex like stop yeah you're on fucking uh, you're, on, you're on leave of absence two weeks paid yeah <laughs> um, someday I will make you watch the pilot of 30 Rock and sure. you'll either hate it or be like this is 
Anything I've seen of 30 Rock I've liked. It's very funny. Yeah. I hate that it's been scrubbed from every streaming service. Oh, has it? It's one of those. It's not on, like, Peacock or something? It probably is, but I don't think that's in Ireland. Yeah. You know, one of those, like, it's it's in America that it's not Yeah, because that's the thing where, like, in Ireland we're, like... We're just weird licensing black holes sometimes. Yeah, where, like, UK uh, streaming shit doesn't apply to us. And also American streaming shit doesn't apply to us. And so nobody kind of... But also accommodates that. What sometimes happens is the BBC will buy the rights and they buy the Irish UK rights, but then yeah. we can't use BBC iPlayer in Ireland. Yeah. So we can't stream it, which is like. Yeah. And then, but then because it's a BBC, you can't like buy it anywhere. Like, I don't want to get started on my uh, fucking piracy versus legal streaming rant because I have fucking opinions. Yeah. And um, and that's for a different occasion. Yeah. The microprocessor. We'll do that on the good old boys episode. that's a funny joke the Chinese getting away on a boat excellent incredible but that whole scene also is just Jack Nicholson being horrifically racist to the Chinese guys there's just so much like cock uh, like big dick energy in this movie yeah there is people just being big swinging dicks is probably the better way to describe it true yeah is it around after kind of this happens and they get away with the bye Frank and Frank and Marky Mark and Martin kind of confront each other. You realize that, like, Frank knows about, you know, he knows the cops want him, but he yeah. doesn't give a fuck. But Leo, Yeah, because, okay. like, clearly they can't do anything or they would have already. But Leo makes a very interesting discovery. Yes, he does. Yeah. I was, this was the point where I messaged you being, like, fucking incredible movie top tier. Leo is, like, going to collect protection money from some guy. He's, like, a, a heroin addict. Yeah. And he's like, the guy doesn't have the money, and Leo's like beating him up or whatever. Uh, and the guy mentions the FBI. Yeah. And then Leo kneecaps him, and the guy reveals that Jack Nicholson is an FBI informant. <laughs> and they're like, and then he's like, this is why we've not been able to pin anything on yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. when he tells Martin Sheen, you can just see Martin Sheen being like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What can we it's do? It's so good. Because, like, like what dude? I think it's one thing about American I like I noticed from like watching crime documentaries and stuff, it's a bit so fucked up about the like American yeah. judicial sector, whatever. Mm. That like you have the CIA, you have the FBI, you have the different police forces. There's no incentive for them to work together. Yeah. So like shit like that does happen where you could have one division spending like millions of dollars and having like so many people die trying to get a guy and it's He's a police informant. You can't touch him. Mm. You know, yeah. Which is just like it's it's not like it's like a C plot in the movie, but it's just the implications of it are so horrifying. They really are. Yeah. yeah. This is also where uh, Leo finds out that Frankie knows that there is a rat. Yeah, it's when the like. <gasps> it's where the po- it's when the porn scene happens. The, yeah, the porn scene happens. Yeah. In- kind of around now yeah bizarre scene fucking Uh, bonker I mean like I guess I understand why they put it in there but bizarre scene to have in your film I think it's just it's to to kind of reinforce that idea of like Frank using his weird like sexual shite and like how that like applies to Matt Damon in this because like of course Matt Damon's the one who organizes to meet here right no he's like why the fuck are we meeting here Frank no I Actually, no, yeah, no, you're right. No, he's... No, because 
No, because he isn't like, why are we meeting here? He's like, why did you show up? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just, it's a weird thing for them to meet up in a porno theater yeah. that Frank owns. True. And Frank, yeah. and Frank, like, appearing to Matt Damon by showing his... Oh, yeah. And like, I don't know if he's that... like He's like pretending to be jerking off. For years, and... I actually still don't know. Is that his penis or is that meant to be that's like... That's not his penis. That's what I mean. But it's like, is it meant to be or is it like... That is a black man's penis. I know. That's not Jack Nicholson's dick. Where did it go then? He's just like... Left it there? He just dropped it off screen or something. It's, so, it's such a bizarre thing to happen <laughs> in the movie. Um, I'm trying to think, is this... Before we get into this kind of whole Because Leo's chase, also there. Yeah. Before we get into this yeah, whole chase, okay. I think an important thing we have not set up that we've not mentioned to go back to sure. uh, Madeline. Yes. This is a lot of, there's a lot of Madeline happening in the middle oh, of this. Oh, does, does, do they, the, do they fuck before yeah, this? Yeah, I think they do. I thought it was after this. Maybe it's after. But she's, he's basically like, the only person that he can talk to yeah. is Madeline. That yeah. is not the two cops. Lannan does not know who he is, but like, it's the only time he gets to be like his real self. Mm. And she gets very into him. And it's super cut with like her and Matt and they're not doing good. No, they're say. not doing great. She's like convincing herself. He's Basically, like, get- yeah. yeah. By the end of the film, she has convinced herself. But there's like a scene midway through which I really liked, which is they're meeting up in a bar just talking. Yeah. And he's kind of like, there's, I think it's such an interesting way to read it because he's like, oh, if we, you know, like... If you if you saw your boyfriend with me, what would you do? Would you lie? And it's so funny because like she goes like probably because he's a convicted you know convict and her boyfriend's a cop. Yeah. But it's also to be read of like or are they just like you know because they're on a little date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it, but I don't know if it happens now. But like, yeah, we'll get to the scene where she moves in and how it's interjected when God, got, yeah. they, she's packing up her apartment. Just want to mention that Madeline and Leah are getting very close, and I love it. Yeah, we'll be close. We'll be close. I think it's great. Uh, mm. I think it's fun. Poor Matt, but Matt's a shitty boyfriend because Matt's traumatized and he's lying all the time. <laughs> Men should be allowed to lie. They go to a porno theater. <laughs> Jack I, Nicholson has a fake dick that he pretends to jerk off. <laughs> I must say, Matt Damon's baseball cap is the most fucking obvious baseball cap in the world. It's the most sketchy outfit of all time. It's the most like I am an undercover Never cop cut. outfit of all time. It's insane. Such great, great baseball cap like acting in this movie. Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but at this point... Um, Leo has been like, okay, I need to keep an eye on we forgot, We've forgotten to mention... So, one thing... Uh, Leo... No, sorry. Matt calls up uh, Jack Nicholson and is like, get all your guys that were there in the movie theater. The yes. same... Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same yeah, night yeah, yeah, the yeah. bus this went why down. He starts... To get your social security numbers and write them down. Yeah. And Matt, um, Leo goes and does this and there's a big scene where he like writes an X on a piece of paper and he writes citizens on this envelope and it's kind of... An object that they like set up and pay, it pays off later. It pays off later, yeah. In a very dramatic way. But yeah. like that's, but that's also, what the exchange is happening in the adult theatre about. Yeah, but also in that when he's like going in to write it down or whatever, um, French is like, we all need to stay here. Yeah, and he We leaves. all need to stick around and Leo's like, I'm not fucking staying. Does I'm he going. call, is that, does he meet up with um, Martin Sheen then? I think so. I think yeah, so, I to think be like, does, bro, yeah. 
It's bad. <laughs> yeah, to be like, yeah, no, they're going to get me. Yeah. Um, but he, he follows Frankie around to like see what the deal with this is. And he follows him into the porn theater and he sees he sees Matt Damon there. Yeah, he doesn't see see him though. No, he doesn't see his face. Yeah, he's aware that it yeah. is like a cop. Yeah. Um, um, or like, it's aware that there's the rash. The rash and Frank are meeting. Yeah. And uh, he, he gives chase. Does he know about the envelope? I don't think he knows about the envelope. No, he doesn't. I don't think he sees the transfer happening. Because I think, I think he only... like, he, he sees, he knows he talked, but I don't think he knows the transfer happened. Because yeah. what you would do would be like, Look at whoever has his envelopes is for Rash. And then yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, uh, I think. I, but I, he, hmm? uh, yeah, I think he only. I think that only actually clicks, clicks. with him when he sees far it. later. Yeah, because when he sees it, yeah. um, when uh, the chase scene is like, it's a little unnecessary. I still liked it. I thought it was fun. I, I had liked a good it. Time. The <laughs> it's just so. It is. There is a very escalating tension in it. The bit where Matt kills the guy. Yeah, with the knife. With the knife. Yeah. Damn, because Matt is like Matt realizes that he's being followed, and he like runs down an alley and hides behind like a, a dumpster, a, a dumpster or whatever. And he's waiting for whoever's following to come down. He's got a knife on him, he jumps out and stabs the guy. And it's just like a random worker, yeah, who works in the building that he's hiding behind. Um, there's a, the funny scene where it's the like. There's actually some very cool lighting in this bit. Yeah, because there there's is, a bit yeah. where like Leo appears from this like cloud of like um smoke and there's like red white and blue flashing lights yeah. on him and you're like yeah he's a cop <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what you are I'll tell you what you're not not a cop <laughs> uh, but he he never gets to see uh... he kind of see Matt's Matt's face like to the point of like he knows it's a white guy yeah you know yeah. like it's 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 a thing to be like, you know, if it was someone who was like of, you know, like BIPOC, he'd be like, it's a one of the three BIPOC act like yeah. cops in this division. Then the movie gets real. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but around the same time that happens, and Matt's like, no, it's a skinny white dude. Oh, fuck. They're all skinny white dudes. This is Boston. Yeah. Uh, then Matt goes back to the precinct and he like is looking through the, he like makes eye contact with the camera. Yeah. And he's like looking through all the camera footage and he realizes that none of it is good enough quality to actually make out his face. Mm-hmm. So he's good. He's fine. Yeah. Um, or Leo's face. Yeah. Yeah. Then Matt gets made internal affairs. Yeah. Which is so funny. And he's like, there's like two or three. Actually, there's. I think Baldwin is fully just like, there's a rat in here. It's your job to find him. And he's like, yeah, okay. okay, yeah. There's a scene we like didn't mention idea. earlier um, where he does such. It's the thing what I think is so interesting with Matt. The difference between Matt and Leo's like rat, rat, rat personas, I guess. <laughs> rattery. Rattery. That's what I was trying to make that pun, I just couldn't make it. <laughs> is that Leo's whole thing is because he's in such a more a daily stressful environment that how he gets himself out of his shenanigans is he kind of takes a step back, he's calm. And he, like, will do something to, like, remove himself from the situation or, like, calm or Frank. Will, or will be incredibly violent. Be incredibly... That's not removing himself from the situation in yeah. a way. Or he does something to, like, pacify Frank. Yeah. How Matt deals with everything is he just... Is does, he's just he just agrees. He's just like, yeah, let's go. But also, he does very, really suspicious things. But he does it through the vein of he has convinced the people around him that he's on the level. And he has, yeah, like, a, he yeah. has a sensible way of... Well, no, I can't. I'm just doing it for this reason. This is the logical reason I would do this. So people are like, okay, yeah, that might have been weird, but I can understand why. So, like, there's a scene earlier on where I think it's actually before the microprocessors bust, where he gets one of Frank's gang, 
And he's like, oh yeah, where he's. But he pretends to be the lawyer. So from the outside, that scene is actually fucking. That's so clever. That scene where he's like, okay, here's here's what we're gonna do. He's uh, called. He's but he's beeped someone three times. It's clearly his lawyer. Yeah. The lawyer hasn't come. I'm gonna come in and pretend to be his lawyer. Yeah. Turn off the cameras because I'm doing something kind of unethical. Yeah. But he also at never po- at no point when he's doing this actually says he is his lawyer. So even if he was acting as a cop, yeah, he, he would still be like on a, a like legally he would still be on a level because he never actually said he was the lawyer. Yeah, but it's also he's like I'm. The, he's like says his man, I am the rat. Like no, no, what he says is you should call your mother and tell her that you're not going to be home for dinner, which is the code that they use for like they've been got. Yeah, uh, I remember she's like. Are you? Mm. Uh, this guy is uh, is it David O'Hara. Yeah, this guy's an actual Irish actor. Yeah, uh, he sounds Irish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some people in this film sound a lot more Irish than Irish than others. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is David O'Hara. He is in Love Hate. He's in one of the Harry Potters. Harry Potter. Sorry. Uh, he's in Braveheart. He's in films. He is in films. He's in Cowboys and Aliens. Oh. Cowboys and Aliens, a movie I saw in cinema. Oh, there's there's something that he's in that I definitely know him from that is not Harry Potter. But, it's... but yeah, like, I think that's an interesting, the interesting yeah. way to have, like, Matt's whole way he works is that, like, he's playing the, like, charisma game of, like, everybody yeah, loves him exactly, in work. Yeah. And he's like, you know, when he comes to internal affairs, he's like, everything's kind of being departmentalized. It's being, um, there's a term they use, compartmentalized. Mm. But you're my guys and I can trust you, so we're going to find the rats because we're internal affairs. He, choo- he chooses basically all of the, like, best investigators from his team. Yeah, they're like his friends To go to join well. his team, yeah. Again, be- I believe just because they would be the only guys who would be able to catch him. Yeah. Because, like, you're not going to... Like, the last person you think to be the rat is the head of internal affairs. Exactly, yeah. And it's, like, it's uh, so smart that, he, like, it's just a very smart way for him to kind of get away with but, some of the shenanigans which is also the thing though when he's like okay it's Queenan who's the rat mm-hmm. because Queenan is the rat he is like in contact with somebody in the gang you know Queenan as in Martin Sheen yeah yeah oh when he follows him at the end when he's like this is what how it happened mm. but that's based fully on when he's like talking to him yeah you know oh, it's so smart um is that kind of the next big thing that happens? Where I think that is, yeah. Yeah, because basically, like, he gets made into internal affairs and he tells, like, the whole way through, I think something that's very interesting about the movie is both Leo and Matt are like, Jack Nicholson is losing his fucking yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're both getting freaked out about it because Jack is like... He's like in his 70s at this he's point. 70s, in his, his yeah. back is against the wall. He's noticed a rash in, in the organisation. He has no clue who the rash is. And I also think Matt being like, Frank, you need to calm the fuck down mm. because you need to lay low for a bit. You're being really suspicious. And it's really like a confidence thing, I think, from Frank because he's like, I have so... like He's like, no. like You know, by the end of the movie, he's like, I have so many rats there. I'm going to be covered because even if one of my rats gets blown, I have so many of them. Mm. He's like, I don't need to calm down. I'm on top of the world. And you're like, no, this <laughs> no, you're is your own destruction. <laughs> they're like, oh. They're like... Ugh. the bit where um, he comes out of the back of the room covered in blood and he's like I'm getting new guys for today's mission yeah yeah that's the point 
That's the one where uh, Leo decides to have a meeting with Queen and he's like, yeah, I'm made. I'm made. Yeah. But then the two other guys standing outside being like, they're a cop. They're yeah, a because cop. Uh, Matt has his guys follow Martin Short around. Not Martin Short, Martin, Martin Sheen. Sheen. Martin Short's... This, Martin, this, yeah. this is kind of before then because kind of two things happen at the same time because they're cutting between them. Yeah. Frank is basically like, someone in my gang is suspicious. I need to kind of figure it out I'm going to do a job with new people he calls Matt and Matt's like okay I actually have no clue now who it could be because I didn't hear about it until right now and it's purely mm. just because no one they forgot to tell uh, Leo yeah. which I think is so smart <laughs> and then he remember he has a conversation with Martin Sheen being like follow whoever Frank is because Frank is going to meet with his rat and that's how we'll figure out who the rat is. And he's like, okay, so I'll just do the same thing now to Martin Sheen. Yeah. And then Leo gets sent home because they're basically like, you're not needed today for this, whatever. And then they go to 344 wash. To 344, him. yeah. Yeah, 344. Yeah, 44, it's 40, important. Yeah. It is important. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you were saying like 344, I was like, I didn't say it wrong. Why is he being me? No, and you didn't I, say it right because yeah. it is an important thing. It's detail. an important thing. Yeah. But then they just, he, Matthew's like, evil man, stalk him, my friend. And everyone's like, what the fuck do you mean? We're stalking that's the exa- president. That's exactly what he says. He says, evil man, stalk him. And everyone's like, I think that's the minute it starts to vaguely crack. I think if like, what happens at the end of the scene doesn't happen. I think everyone's like, okay, he's the, the rat. Because yeah, exactly. Because so every, And everybody is like, as this is happening, as they're following around, they're all like, talking between themselves being like why why is he having us do this like what's the point it actually just makes no sense why he's doing this yeah um then so the him and leo meet leo's like i'm gone i'm fucked i'm so fucked yeah uh, martin sheen and leo meet yeah yeah uh and martin sheen's like okay i'm gonna bring you home son because you are stressed the fuck out and then he gets a little bing bing because matt has called up frank's crew and is like yeah they're meeting Kill them, like yeah. And Frank's her like, hey, go down to uh, three fourteen Wash Street. Uh, we're we're gonna get him. Uh huh. And when I was listening to it, I was like, did I? I think I misheard that. But okay. So when I was no, when I was watching, I was because you like, had subtitles on, I presume. Yes, I did. But when I watched it, I was like, um, okay, they are gone to the wrong street. Oh really? Yeah, I thought they had gotten the information wrong. Okay. Uh, like somebody just misheard somebody yeah. at some point. Uh, but no, 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 they didn't. I was like, oh, did I mishear it? No, but they made a big deal out of it being 344. Because they have it on the sign and everything, yeah. yeah. And then um, Leo gets to call. It's kind of too late to kind of scurry. And yeah. oh, Martin Sheen, oh. just Martin motherfucking Sheen. Our guy. They're running away. And yeah. Martin Sheen's like, if they get me, they can't, like, I'm fine. They get you. You are so fucking dead. Yeah. So they like Leo kind of runs like down the fire escape. I don't understand why he also doesn't run down the fire escape. That's just me being sad about what happened. It's because they know that he's in there. So if he ran down it, then they would go looking for him. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, he gets yeeted out the window. I hate hate it. Sean, I can't describe to you how upset the first time I was watching that movie. Yeah, you were nine. Yeah, I was like. I just think the way they show Martin Sheen dying mm. is so smart. Oh, when oh, because Leo arrives exactly as he hits the ground, like nearly gets killed by Martin Sheen. Yeah, you like see the blood spray onto him. Yeah, and he's covered in blood, 
but just there's just this great shot and I think it's I actually think it's my favourite shot in the movie where he's falling where he's falling yeah, and he's just famous great. Great. He's so very, good. it's the only time of like Matt and Leo are dressed very similar they're wearing baseball caps wearing these kind of like bas- yeah. baseball jackets Martin Sheen's kind of dressed the same way but he has this kind of bottle green dark jacket mm. and it's just the scene of this like man kind of floating through the air with this jacket on <laughs> And you instantly know what's happened. And then he just goes, yeah. and he dies. And none of the cops know what's happened. They're just like... They're watch- some- but they watch it happen. They watch it happen. They're all like, something just fell out of the building. And they're like, Matt, Matt, can we go in? And Matt's like, no. no. <laughs> and you can just see Matt, the calculation of Matt's face yeah. being like, I'm dead. Like, they've caught me. I am yeah. so fucking dead. Because then a big shootout happens with yeah, because one, Yeah, one of the cops is fully like, fuck this, I'm going in. Yeah. And starts... As he should. Yeah, as, yeah, 100%. That's just the correct thing to do yeah. in this situation. Um, they start blasting away Frank's they start blasting, crew. One of the cops gets got and one, one of, of Frank's crew gets got. And they're like, Leo, where the fuck were you? Yeah. Why was your signal not working <laughs> on your phone? And he's like, like, I was at the... Gr- no, so they're like, you weren't at your house. Because they that stopped That happens at the, the end house. when they go to the kind of safer house. Yeah. Um, but like this happens. There's a very funny scene where Matt's like listening to this over a radio. As this like shootout happens. They, excuse me. They drive over Martin Sheen's body. Yeah. Like, yeah. Frank's crew drives straight over it. Which I did not like. Yeah. I was like, no, that's your president. That's our guy. That's my <laughs> um, and then there's just a scene where Matt Damon's like listening to this on the radio they're like officer down officer down and you can just see him be like I sit in the darkness no one can find yeah, yeah and it's so funny and it's just it's such Ugh. a great moment of just like oh this is actually like a, a, like a kid who's just in this horrible yeah, situation yeah he's just been like He's been doing so well so far yeah. and now things are actually starting to get yeah. bad and he's breaking. Like it is a kind of, I, I think one thing with Matt's character in the movie, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, he is also a victim of Frank. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And like... Almost every character in this film is. Yeah, even Frank somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think it's one thing when you're watching it because like, I know you're like, I want Matt to succeed. You do want Matt to live. I, I, I don't want Matt to die when I'm watching this. I, I want, wanted Matt to win. Did you? Yeah. You want to, Did you want him to, like, become the head of the cops or something? So what I, I, what I fully thought was going to happen at the end was I thought that Matt was going to take over... Um, like, Matt was actually officially going to take over... Uh, if they take uh, Martin, Martin Sheen's position. Job. Yeah. And then Leo was going to take... Oh, and they just become the kind of... Yeah, they would just, like... Because have, no one knows who Leo's is. Leo exactly, has to, yeah. yeah. That's an interesting way for it to end. Mm. I'm um, glad it didn't. No. I'm, I, I'm, I'm very happy with how it did it. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, yeah. Matt's just kind of like, I'm fucked. And yeah. then they realise Quinn has died. And the cops are in fucking meltdown. Yeah. Marky Mark Marky is Marky Mark is not happy at be, all. I, I think it's, I want a prequel. Of Marky Mark and Martin Sheen. Just working together, I just doing tr- their job. I want a True Detective yeah, buddy Season cop. 5. True Detective Season 5. <laughs> Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Because it's such an odd pairing. It really is. It really is. Uh, fucking. Uh, oh, another thing we've he's... never mentioned. Everybody hates Marky Mark. And Everybody other. hates him. He is so unhinged. And like Alec Baldwin's even like, that's just his character. No, I, Alec Baldwin, the first time he comes in and he's like a dickhead to everyone, Alec Baldwin's like, look, don't judge him off of that, all right? Uh, he's just the worst. 
there's like a scene he walks by Matt Damon's like office and he just flips him off yeah. the entire way and you're like for no reason I mean I do that to Sean all the time and if I see him in public yeah we're but not, we're friends yeah I, he's just yeah, so he's just an asshole he's just so interesting. <laughs> it's gonna be his last scene in the movie until the very 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 end yeah and he's just like he's just like you you, <laughs> you killed my best friend and it's just going for Matt yeah. Damon and Alec Baldwin's just alright not, we're not doing this right now but like it's funny because as you're watching it you see Marky Mark being like why were you following him why did yeah. this happen we've done this so many times I mean, if it was They'll, if it was anybody who was maybe a little bit more reasonable than Mark... You'd be like, you'd be hang like, on a second, actually, is really suspicious what yeah, happened. But the fact that everybody in the office hates him so much... And the fact he goes for Matt Damon. Yeah, it's immediately any accusations he's throwing out. Everyone's just going to be like, no, he's just a crazy man. He's just a crazy man. He gets like... Put on holiday for two weeks, and yeah. he's like, "No, I quit. Yeah. Fuck this place. <laughs> Fuck this place." Um, but it means that no one knows that Leo is an under, like, undercover cop. Yeah, because there's also yeah, because yeah, Leo no also no longer has a contact. Yeah, um, because the only people who knew were uh, Martin Martin and Mark. And Mark. Um, they're also like no one can get into the files because no one else knows. Yeah, no one's password. <laughs> so good so the state of play now is no yeah. one knows that Leo is an undercover cop yeah Leo's done he has a cell phone he's fucked yeah um, Matt's, Matt, also, Matt's Matt, also like I'm fucked but Matt knows that somebody is a mole in uh, Frankie's organisation yeah so he call, he finds Martin Sheen's phone that he's used to call um, Leo yeah because they have like a big box of his personal effects yeah so he calls Leo and Leo's like, I'm not speaking. And then he calls Leo back. And I think this is when Matt makes the decision to burn Frank. Around, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think Matt kind of goes, if I get this undercover cop out, then no one's going to know I'm the rat. Yeah. You know, because no one will care anymore. Because like, it's just upsetting what's happened. And then, like, then he can fuck around with the rat investigation. But he's like, if I get this guy out and we have we have a happy ending to the story of we got this undercover cop out and we burnt Frank, mm. then it's chill. Yeah. And or, like, worst case scenario, I can say that this rat was also a rat to us. Yeah. Like, we can we can play that off as being, like, an okay thing because yeah. like, he was giving them information on us so he could give us information yeah. on them. At the same time, you see Leo's hanging out in the kind of safe house of Frank's crew. And yeah. the guy that got shot is, like, dying. Yeah. <laughs> and he pulls Leo to the side. And the craziest scene in the movie happens. I love this so much. He's Where like... He, I said the wrong number, boy. Yeah. It's like, look, I decided before we went there that uh, you showed up late. You were probably going to... So when, when we called you, uh, I, I gave you the wrong number. 314, not 314. And, and Sean and I both independently, we watched this one like, I didn't mishear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, tell me why I didn't tell anybody. And then he dies. And then he dies. I'm pretty sure he was a rat as well. Well, they say he was a cop. Yeah. They, so they say he was a cop. But you're like, I don't know if he was a cop. Yeah. And like, uh, Frankie definitely is convinced that he was not. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting thing about the I, movie. Yeah, I think that you don't know if he was a rat or not. Yeah, I think he probably was. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Yeah. Because 
Because I don't I don't see why he wouldn't have told anybody else if he wasn't. Like apart from like being friends with, with Leo. Leo. Yeah, if he if he was if he is a rat, then Also actually yeah, no, if he is a rat then Leo probably would have just been like, hey, it was him. Yeah. If he is a rat, like, A, why don't you let Leo know? Or, you know, like, why don't... There's not, like, a safeguard thing or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess... Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's... it's I say it, they say he's a cop because they're, like, the Boston PD say he's the rat. I say it's a, ha- a convenient cover that the Boston yeah, PD put and out. That's, and that's exactly what uh, Frankie Frank thinks. thinks it is. Yeah. I don't think you're mentioning if he is or isn't. I think yeah, I think the, so too. Yeah. 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 I think they have that weird scene because... I think your man's plan is to be like, I gave him the wrong thing, whatever. He is Yeah, he's, he was going to sell him out if he had survived, but yeah, he didn't. Yeah, because he, so he like, gets he shot. No, yeah. So there's no point in him doing it. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's just to show you as the audience that it's like, uh, things are getting dire for Leo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, then after that, uh, they find the guy's body and... Frank fucking, is unhappy. Uh, David O'Hara is fully like, I can't believe it. I can't. I cannot believe this. I thought I hid the body better than that. It only took them a day to find it. <laughs> Frank's like, not Fra- fucking now. Yeah, Fra- Frank is fully like, I gave you a single job and I expected you to fucking do it. When I say go hide a body in the marsh, I don't mean go like half an hour off the trail and dump it somewhere. Yeah. Or like someone with a dog will find it. Yeah, someone getting a blowjob is what yeah, he says. Yeah, that was it. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, And then... You're just as you're watching this movie. It's such a because you know this movie's too. Frank, Frank is so on edge at this point. Frank as well. is freaking yeah. the fuck out, and he has a conversation with Leo, and Leo's like, "Frank, not gonna lie, I could do your job. You're 17. Why yeah. do any of this anymore?" Yeah, and then actual Jack Nicholson pulls an actual real gun on Leo DiCaprio as this is being filmed. I didn't know that. That's yeah, nobody knew that this was going to happen. He just brought a gun on set and pulled it. That's not okay. That's not cool. That's no. not okay. Jack Nicholson is a fucking crazy man. Yeah, he's not like make movies anymore. Good. Yeah. Um, he's he's in house arrest in a French... I don't think he's actually in house arrest, but I heard he's just shut into a French villa and we're leaving him there. That's um, for the best, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he has a conversation with Leo and Leo's just like... Frank, why do any of this anymore? And mm. um, Frank's like, because I can. And then there's a scene where um, they're driving up to um, do a cocaine deal. And I want to just talk about the song, I'm Shitting Up to Boston. Banger. By the Dropkick Murphys. Banger. Only, this, that song is synonymous with this movie. Sean, it's played twice, yeah. If you don't play it as the ending credits, we're going to have a conversation. Oh, it has to. There's nothing <laughs> else it could possibly be. I don't know. Unless you're going to do just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> just the two of us. No. Um, we can make it if we try. <laughs> um, but... It's used twice. It's used when the, the kind of there's like a the scene at the very start where you see like Leo and Matt kind of starting there. When the, it's the, the it's the title drop. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that title drop. Kind it's of so sequence. good. Yeah, and it's here now as well. Where it's totally it's like things are dire. I don't know what's going to happen, and uh-huh. it's, you totally just believe that Frank is just blasting it, doing this cocaine yeah. deal, <laughs> and Leo's just in the back like a kid is just so witnessed like, his two parents have a fight. Yeah, so like uh, they have guys tailing Frank. Um, and Matt calls Frank being like, Frank, go the fuck home. Yeah, and get out of there because I can't... 
there's no way I can do this that is not immediately suspicious. Yeah, it's like, either I'm getting everybody else, or I'm getting everybody. Yeah. So, like, get out of there, just leave. You, you don't need to be me. here on purpose. The, the implication or, uh, is... person, even. The implication fully of that scene, I think, from Matt, is Matt's like, if I get rid of the tail, everyone's going to know I'm the rat. Yeah. And yeah, Frank's yeah, yeah. like, I do not care. Mm-hmm. Do it. And I think that's when Matt's like, no, I'm done. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck We're it. getting him. So he goes to Alec Baldwin being like, don't ask how I know this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running uh, Martin Sheen's informant now. Mm-hmm. Frank is at this deal. We're going in. Let's fucking go. Yeah. And you just see Leo in the back being like, I'm going to die today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so dead. And this was the point because I wasn't like checking the time on the movie or anything like that. Because I know these Scorsese movies when they go long. From, like, the Irishman Killers of the Flower Moon, I don't feel the time going. I was like, oh, this is going to be the climax of the movie. This is it. It's going to be over after this. I the same thing, this. and I was, I gone for a very long bike ride before I started watching the movie. Yeah, you were dying. I wasn't I dying. Was, I was working out during this film. <laughs> that's, that's, that's such a crazy thing to do. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? I don't have time to do it any other time. Just be an hour late to record, like me. I wasn't, I was half an hour late. Yeah. Yeah. I also did was like, buddy, I'm going to be late. And then mm-hmm. I decided to eat dinner. So yeah. I don't think Sean can give out to me. I, I can't. No. Because yeah. I was like, I'm going to make sure I don't get hungry and silly yeah. on Mike. I also and, ate dinner. Yeah. Yeah, we were late so we could eat meals. That's yeah. fine. But I, I was like, eating my like tortilla chips and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to like use the bathroom because I've just drank two liters of water. And I was like, there's still 45 minutes of this yeah. left. <laughs> what the fuck? And they do a big drug bust on Frank. Yeah. And Leah and Matt's there. And Martin's just like, okay, it's a gang movie. I'll give you a fucking big shootout, you bastards. <laughs> and, and I like that Leo. Old I love that Leo is just like, I don't get into the car and I just disappear. Yeah, Leo's fully just like, as like they're going to do the deal before the cops arrive. Leo's like, I'm going to leave now. He just, he just exits the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a big old shootout. Hell yeah, it fucking rocks. And Matt, it kind of ends with like. Frank's by himself. He's gotten shot, I think, in the side or something. He's wearing a t-shirt that just says Irish. Irish, yeah. So I was like... <laughs> it's like Irish 98 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, that's a Christmas present from my dad, sorted. Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> and he confronts Matt. Yeah. And Matt is just like, what were you doing? Yeah, Matt's just like, you should have just not come. Um, he's just like, trauma. Trauma, trauma, yeah. trauma. Um. And then he fucking kills Frank. He get, he shoots Frank, and Frank like falls backwards into like a, a digger. The like the like yeah. I don't know what the word is for the like bit at the front of a digger that actually the does the dig. The bucket, yeah. And Matt's kind of like talking to him a little bit. They're like dying, they're monologuing at each other. Yeah, Frank, and then Frank pulls a gun. Frank tries to shoot Matt. <laughs> no, Frank does shoot Matt. But he like hits his arm. He hits, he hits his bulletproof vest, yeah, and Matt's just like, bam! Matt, but he <laughs> shoots he, him twice. He shoots him twice. It's the crazy <laughs> thing. <laughs> so he kills him, and you're just like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And then, oh, and then uh, Frankie gets a, a call. His phone starts ringing. Yeah. And, and Matt answers and it's... Um, his girlfriend. His girlfriend, yeah. He's and like, he's like, not coming home tonight. Yeah, he didn't make it. Yeah. Before we get into like act five of the movie, because like, <laughs> it's one of the movies, I want to talk going back to the love triangle. Yeah. Because the love triangle has escalated from... The Significantly. TLDR. Uh, Leo and Madeline fucked. 
Matt, she cheats on Matt. Uh-huh. Um, they move in together. Uh, yeah, and uh, Matt and Madeline. Matt and Madeline move in. The night she moves I do have, I have also noticed that we alternate between using character names and actor names a lot. It's, it's fine. <laughs> We've been pretty good with saying Jack Nicholson. It's just, yeah. we refer to Matt so many times. True, yeah, Matt. we can't call him anything other no. than Matt. Yeah. I feel weird. I was trying to say Colin. I'm like, nah, it's just Yeah, Matt. it's just Matt. Yeah, and then Leo is Leo. It's Leo, yeah. yeah. You know, it's um, Leo. They move in, and then anytime they show that couple, you're like, guys, just break up. Yeah. And there's even a <laughs> yeah. scene where Matt's like, I'm thinking of leaving Boston. Uh-huh. If you want to come with me, that's great. Don't feel like you have to just because you've paid <laughs> in this amount of time. Which, in fairness to him... Is very emotionally mature. Mm. And she's just like, I'm wrapped with Catholic guilt because I've cheated on you <laughs> and I'm definitely pregnant. Yeah. Holy shit. Forgot that bit of the movie. Oh, yeah. she Yeah, no, she is pregnant and Matt knows. Not at that stage. Not at that stage? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me Because I don't think she knows who the dad is, is my read of it. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, it's not, it's either she doesn't know who the dad is or she knows it's Leo's. Sure, yeah. I think that's the um, So my notes have stopped at this end, but we I have one other thing that I want to I wanna mention. Oh, all of Costello's crew die, so it's just... Oh yeah, they all die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, except Leo, because he just gets out of there before. So the, the state of play is, Frank's gone. Yeah. Leo's alive. Mm-hmm. Leo's like, I want my life back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want my money. I want my therapy. Yeah. I want to get the fuck out of Boston. Uh-huh. And Matt's uh, like, please do, because yeah. I just... <laughs> Because I know you're the rat now and I want to live. At some point before this, uh, Leo was also homophobic. So It's 2006. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Leo does come in. Leo comes in. Yeah. And the there's like three guys on uh, Matt's crew. One of them is just Matt's best friend from Police Academy. One is mm. Leo's best friend from Police Academy. <laughs> and then another random guy. And the other random guy, the like the guy who's like Leo's friend from Police Academy is just like, oh yeah, I know him. He's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. And Matt and Leo have a conversation. And you're just, it's so the funny. Whole, the whole <laughs> way I'm like, Matt doesn't know, right? He doesn't know. Yeah. Well, I think... I think he knows that he's the rat. By that stage, he knows he's the rat because he's coming. Yeah. And I think, I honestly think Matt's just been like, I haven't killed another cop. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's going to come for me because no one knows who I am in yeah. Frank's crew. I'm just good. I'm just I'm fine. fine. I'm going to, I've caught a nice career. Mm-hmm. I just need to fuck around with this, like, I basically need to fuck around for a few years. Fuck up this rat investigation because the leads are dead. Yeah. And... I'm in the clear. I'm going to give this man his money. Because weirdly, this guy's gotten... I think if you're Matt in this situation, right? I think mm. you've now broken out of your weird conditioning from Frank. Because you know Frank has betrayed you by the end of it. Yeah. That he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to pay this guy off. I want this guy to go off and have a happy life. Because so he's what... gotten me out of being a rat. Yeah, pretty much. What Leo wants out of all of this is he wants his identity back. I think he wants it like on the public record that he's yeah, not that he's a not fucking a criminal. Yeah, that he's not a criminal. Yeah, I think he's um, happy to be like, yeah, I was an undercover cop for like three years. Yeah, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like but he's, he's but he just wants to be like, look, th- I was doing this for the state. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and Matt's like, gladly, gladly. Yeah, Let Matt, me- Matt's fully just like, yeah, let's go get out of here. But I will, does, I will, I will give you all your money. I'll give you your your like, I'll give you a hard print of all of your records. 
like stamped and shit so everybody knows it's official just go just leave me alone yeah just leave and then uh he's before he goes off and leaves the room him being like oh yeah the only person i talked to was a, a, like a psychiatrist it was, it was pretty oh yeah that's <laughs> like oh yeah how did that work out for you because <laughs> <laughs> the, the, as this was happening i was fully like oh matt matt is going to fuck this guy over Matt's gonna delete the file now. You thought so? Yeah. No, I was fully like for Matt. There, there was something about the way that you, Matt was playing it that I was like, oh no, this isn't gonna go good. I think it's just Matt being like, if you're Matt in that situation, yeah, it's kind of the perfect outcome. Sure. Because if you if if you're Matt, right, mm-hmm. and Frank's dead, you've been a rat, but you've also been an incredibly good police officer. So like Matt's probably done a lot of like you know he's obviously done well in the exams. He's probably getting paid very good money. Yeah. You know, he's getting set up for a very good, very cushy career, especially if it's in, like, eternal affairs. Mm-hmm. And, like, a big theme of this movie is, like, and they kind of talk about it, according to Wikipedia, is, like, Catholic guilt's a big theme. Yeah, like, oh, you yeah, see a lot of Catholic yeah, 100%. Guilt. I think if you're Matt in this, you're like, actually, I sinned because I was an informant for the mob and I'd let crimes happen. But the fact that the good guys have now won... And I have helped the good guys win has kind of yeah. absolved me for this. Yeah. So this is kind of my final absolution. If I let this guy go off after his like years of torment mm. into the sunset, have his new life, happy days, I'm in the clear, no more questions out, all good. And then Leo finds the fucking files that yeah. Matt asked Because Matt is like, oh, my computer's acting up. I'm going to have to go to the other office and do this. I'll be back in a minute. And... He finds the fucking letter with citizen written on the front. That he wrote and he's like... That he wrote and he's like, oh, fuck. fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's the fact that it's not like... It's the fact it's underneath all the files. Because I think of this thing of like... If it was just on the desk and Leo was like, what the fuck's that? He'd be like, oh, we just got it off and like an informant or something. Yeah, we just found it. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, someone gave it to us. Then there's a way to kind of spin it. Yeah, but the fact that it's right at the bottom, yeah, buried just under like, everything. It's just like shit. Yeah. Um, there's a good, there's a cool little shot where he's like sneaking through the, the, the corridor as Matt is like, like fucking around on the computer or whatever. And I think it, it's the thing of, if you're Leo in that situation, if, if, if Marky Mark was still in the building, you just run to Marky Mark and be like, oh, it's Yeah, him. exactly, it's yeah. Him. Because he's like, he does, he, call, he does call specifically for Mark later on. And he's on. just like, uh, I don't know who else to turn to. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm just going to I'm, I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to run away. <laughs> and then he and, goes, he the fucking Matt's, Matt's apartment. But no, but Matt, Matt comes in, goes back to the office, so like with everything. And he's like, and hello, later. Hey, here's your, your Oscar. Uh, wait. You're not here, and he sees that the like letter has been pulled out from under everything. He's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> He's like, "I'm still in it." Oh god! Uh, uh, and then Leo goes to fucking meet Madeline. <laughs> Madeline's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Yeah, listen." And I, 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 for me being such a sappy romantic, I wish he just be like, "Listen, I'm actually a cop. I was undercover. <laughs> uh, can I give you this information?" And he's and you just see Madeline be like. I'm trying to I'm I'm pregnant I have to tell my boyfriend I'm pregnant the scene where she tells Matt they're pregnant oh it's very good it's very good it's so sweet yeah and you're just like "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) because it's like 
she gets like a letter from Leo to open two weeks if like she never hears from him again. Yeah, and he, then, he like hands her a letter. He's like, if you don't hear from me or if you... Or if, if you don't hear from me in within the next two weeks or if I specifically tell you to. Yeah. Then open this letter, but otherwise don't. Yeah. And then she's... Then he sends Matt a letter. Yes. And I think that's the thing that kills me. Is that you never... A, you never find out what's in the letter he gave to her. Yeah. Which I imagine is like a, this is who I am, this is where you can meet me, X, Y, Z. This is like a confession. Sure. He gives a letter. The letter he sends to Matt is the like, I've got everything. Yeah. Frank pulled a fucking Nixon. He recorded everything. <laughs> Madeline finds out, so she knows that like he's up to some dirty shit. Mm-hmm. Like she does not know he's a rat per se, but like she knows something's up. Yeah. yeah. So she knows the uncomfortable feeling she's had their entire relationship is warranted, and she's just like, I don't know what to do, and uh, she effectively like just leaves yeah basically yeah and Matt's like uh, you have fucked up my life mm-hmm. let's have a conversation with Leo back at 344 wash let's go yeah <sighs> and they meet up back at 344 wash the place where Martin Sheen died and Leo just fucking peace up it was so funny he just fucking gets him immediately <laughs> Matt's just like ah <laughs> I haven't scouted this mouth before <laughs> And Leo's just yeah. like, huh? Leo's just like, I'm, I'm fucking arresting you. I've, I've been, I. Leo's described his performance as playing this guy as having a 24-hour power panic attack. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and you it's, can tell. And, he's just, and this is the fucking absolute breaking point where he's he, like, I'm done. I'm finished with this shit. I'm gonna beat the shit out of like, you. He's like, I don't even care if you don't go to prison. I want it on off my conscience. Yeah, and he calls yeah. his like buddy in the state troopers, and his buddy in the state troopers is just like. Yeah, the guy who he went to the academy with. And he's just like, this actually all makes sense. Yeah. It's so funny that he's just like, when Leo's arresting Matt, he does not stop him. He's just like... He is like, he's still holding a gun on him the whole time. And he's like, look, drop your weapon. Let's just con- like have a conversation. Yeah. Let me call back up. Yeah. And Leo's just like, like, no. No, I have called you and I've called uh, Dignam. Yeah. And um, it's just you here, so I assume some shit's gone down. But I'm not letting this fucker go. I'm arresting this guy. <laughs> and then they have a conversation in the elevator. How did you... What was your reaction to the elevator scene, Sean? Oh, like, I knew for a fact that Leo was not making it out of that elevator. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I was 100% certain. Because that was, that was a big twist when that, this movie first came out. Oh, really? Of Leo just getting... Even if it was Dignam who showed up, I think he'd still would have fucking ganked him. Yeah, just just because he's talking and Matt's just like, fuck you, fuck yeah. you, fuck you, fuck you. And Leo's yeah. just like, I'm winning. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Leo, the elevator door opens and Leo gets immediately killed. See, I think this was in an era when we didn't kill the main stars in movies. Sure. So like, a movie ending with Leonardo DiCaprio getting shot in the face yeah. is crazy yeah. in 2006. So Leo gets shot in the face because uh-huh. it turns out Matt Damon's friend is also a is rat. also a rat. <laughs> he's, like, like, he's like, look, I know everything. It's We're just, in this together, it's, Matt. it's just you and me now, but I'm your Ben Affleck to your Matt Damon. Yeah. Um, the the uh, Matt's friend shoots Leo's friend who has come down in the next elevator. And Matt's just like... Matt's just like... How the fuck has this happened? What's going on here? And he's like, yeah, no, it's just you and me. It's it's just the two of us. We're we're in this together. And they're like leaving. Can you uncuff me, please? Yeah, can you uncuff me, please? And Matt like 
ghost like take the the other dude's gun yeah and he immediately shoots the other rat in the head (laughs) and he's just like i've gotten away with it yeah i did it i did it. i won i won yeah (laughs) Uh, i can (laughs) martha i'm coming home sweetie I'm still in the fucking, fucking building. building. <laughs> uh, that's a vintage meme on this podcast. Have I ever done Mark Down coming home, sweetie? Not in a very long oh, time. Yeah. That's like from like from like the, the single digit episode. Yeah. Um, but it ends with a kind of another montage, very similar to the starting mm. montage, where you see Matt being like, "This is what happened. Your man was the rat." Fucking! Yeah. I'm I'm recommending uh, William L. Sullivan for the Medal of Honor or whatever. Yeah. Medal uh, of Medal. William Corrigan. Corrigan. I don't know. Basically, give give Leo a cop Oscar. Yeah, um, give Leo the cop medal. Costigan. Yeah. Um. You see the funeral and. <sighs> oh, fucking Matt and Madeline making eye contact over the fucking coffin being lowered. Ugh. I love it that she never... Matt never knows their connection. Yeah. He yeah. never finds out. He never finds out that, like, she was his psychiatrist and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, for her, she could just be there. Well, I think I think he has an idea that she was his psychiatrist from the point where he said that he... The only contact he had was a psychiatrist. Yeah, but I think he... I think he doesn't realize that until this point. Sure. But, like... Because he... The last thing he ever says to Madeline is, what about the baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Madeline just kind of walks off. Yeah, just and that's going. what I mean. Like, I, I think you're you, the whoever the dad of that baby is. I don't think you're meant to know. Maybe it's yeah. just me being like, ooh. But I, I didn't even consider that when I was watching the film. But now that I'm thinking about it, even a little bit, I'm like, yeah, maybe it was Leo's. Yeah, it was like because they show them like both of them, like each pair sleeping together, very close together. Yeah, and she's so far along when yeah. she's. Like, tells Matt, which is another thing to, like, not tell him until she has the, like, a very, like, a long-term scan. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's a four-month scan. Mm-hmm. I guess it was 2006. It was a different time. Well, it's still pee on a stick. Maybe she didn't. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but the movie ends. You see Matt Damon get out of an elevator. Yeah. Try and pet a dog. The dog is like, no. The dog does not like him. <laughs> I think you feel so bad for Matt at this stage. Because he's won, right? His yeah. life's fucking awful. Uh-huh. Oh, he's so unhappy. Yeah. Uh, Madeline uh, has listened to the tape that has completely exposed him as a rat. And it's also ended with Leo dying. So she is like, it's you. Like, it yeah, has to be. Yeah, it's clearly you. It's yeah. clearly you. He's no one in his life to talk to. Uh-huh. He's, like, starting from the ground up. He, like, is going into his nice apartment and he does a thing which is like I feel like everybody in their life has done this at least once mm-hmm. where they're like somewhere they're in like a safe like it's either like their locker in school or like a car door or like their door of their house where they're about to open it and they've just leaned against it and like contemplated their entire existence yeah like I've, I've definitely done that once before, oh yeah I've done that where before where I'm just like yeah, I'm so tired I'm so yeah. done I, I just I just can't go on and yeah. he opens the door and you see a pair of like fucking feet yeah and it's behind him. And, no, it's in front of him. It's in the apartment. No, he's inside the apartment when it all happens, right? But it's just because he's just opened the door. Oh, he's yeah. He's already no, you're in right. the apartment. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it pans up. And it's fucking Marky Mark! Marky Mark! <laughs> he's back! And, what and have you done? And that's just like. Oh, fine. All right, okay. And Marky Mark gets him. <laughs> he shit. He's got like He's got like plastic bags over his feet. He's got gloves on. So this is the thing. I don't know. 
I think I think the implication is that Marky Marks. was also a rat. Yeah. Because there is no other reason he would do this. Unless right? Leo sends him the tapes. <sighs> yeah, but like even then, if Leo sent him the tapes, I feel like he would have gone to the cops if he wasn't a rat. Yeah, I too. I've always thought he was also a rat. Yeah. Until today, I watched it and I was like, "What if it's a thing of?" Um, you know, like, he sent it to this, your man knows that, like, Matt's cop number one, you know, it's one guy's word against the other, Yeah, whatever, it's just, like, it's just citizen justice for fucking Marky Mark. But sure. I, I think... I, th- I think I, it makes a lot more sense. I agree if, with you. I yeah. think I'm 85% sure Mark's also a rat, which is... Insane. insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Which I guess would mean that he would have been the one to, like, incept this idea into into, into Queenan. Yeah. Um, to, like, get this it, set up so that it, they would have it's, more... It's one of those, if you watch it again, knowing Marky Mark's suspicious, which is what I did it. Yeah. It makes the... It's why he's so aggressive to Leo all, all the, the way time. through. Yeah, of course, because yeah. Because he knows there's... He probably... He's probably the main rat. He yeah. probably knows there's, like three other rats underneath them. There's probably more rats in the organization. Almost certainly, yeah. yeah. But what happens at the very end of this movie, the last the last character we saw... <laughs> the last I, person we see on screen? Uh, his cameo role before starring in Ratatouille. <laughs> a little rat. <laughs> a little rat. <laughs> a little rat. Because um, when uh, Matt was buying the apartment earlier in the movie... Yeah. Um, the like real estate agent specifies that there's like a view out onto like the city hall or whatever. Yeah. And so the last shot of the film is uh, like a shot of the balcony with city hall out behind it, and a little rat runs along. I did see this, and I was like, Sean's gonna, yeah, this is gonna I love up that. a star. For Hell Sean. yeah! Speaking of upping stars, has our conversation? Any, any last thoughts on on the departed? We have, we have a few things to do before we do the rankings. Yeah, we do. Um, uh, fucking banger movie! I love this. Um. I've Sean likes to make fun of me for how much I love Dirty Cops. Yeah. Do you understand if I watch this movie at a small age uh-huh. why I love yeah, Dirty yeah, Cops? Yeah, yeah, this molded your brain. Yeah, I think yeah. it changed me. <laughs> I was saying it to my dad today because uh, I, my dad and I both did some exercise and I was like, I'm going to go watch The Departed and he was going to do a two-hour Anno binge. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and I was saying like, Dad, what age did you show this to me? And he was like, hmm. Uh, and he was like, I think this is what made you like Matt Damon though. And I'm like, I, I think you yeah, might be right. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm just, I, I genuinely don't know what age I was to watch this. Yeah. But I was... Young enough. Uh-huh. Um, fucking amazing. I think it's the best mom movie. In Okay, maybe it's not the best mom. I think it's the Have best. Have you seen The Irishman? I haven't. You would love The Irishman. I know. So the thing with The Irishman is it's so long. Yeah. And I know it's very long. So you watch Killers of the Flower Moon, you can get through The Irishman. I know I can. But I also, like, I was, I got, I think a movie like Killers of the Flower Moon. Because, like, I saw Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer was, like, three hours, was it? Yeah. I think sometimes with those movies, you kind of need to see it in a cinema. So that if you do... I didn't watch The Irishman in the cinema. Okay. And like, you're I fine? Went, yeah. I was hooked the whole way through. I also think you need, I, it's, when you watch a three-hour movie, you need to A, see it with people that won't go... Like, you need to make a policy, I think, as a group to, like, no phones. 
Yeah. I yeah, think yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny. Yeah. I also think my family is terrible for doing this. And if we sit down to watch a movie, we'll eat dinner watching it just to save time. Sure. And I think that brings you out of it. It just naturally does because yeah, you're doing. Okay, I can see that. So, yeah. Especially because like we watched it and then we were like we ate for an hour and normally when we do that we're like we're halfway through the movie. Yeah. And then we're like oh we still have a full move a full long movie to get mm. through. Uh, I will watch. I'm gonna watch Irishman. I've been meaning to yeah. watch it. I think Come I'm on a here. Come over here, watch it with me or yeah, Ian. I think I'm on a little Martin kick at the moment. Yeah, The Irishman is one of Ian's favorite movies yeah. of all time. I really like Silence as well. I need to watch Silence. Yeah, Silence is very good. Silence yeah. is a movie that, like, again, I saw Silence in the theater. Yeah. And, like, I think the, the later stage Martin movies. So I saw someone say online that it's, like, a big. It's someone in the later years of their career being, like, I'm going to tell important stories. Yeah. Yeah. You also. Not to, not to, you know, steal another podcast bit, but he does have a blank check. Huh? <laughs> like, I can't imagine any studio declining a, a Marty movie at this point in well, his career. Well, he could, you know, he, like Irishman's Netflix and Apple is killers. Yeah, but they also gave him just as much money as he wanted for those, right? Yeah, but I think there's a conversation to be had if you are... I think it's a real problem with, like, modern um, filmmaking. Sure. Of, like, I think studios... Beca- Not to give talk shit about the MCU. But... As the prime MCU defender here... You or me? <laughs> me. <laughs> I think a very bad trend we have seen in recent years is studios do not want to give Martin Scorsese, Christopher Nolan, those big capital A, like capital D directors, the budget to do a difficult three-hour movie about crime when they could get the same amount of budget and make a civil war or something like that and get like a billion dollars. I think that will be changed within two to three years. I agree. I think we're seeing a change yeah. now. After like... I think after... After the, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer. Yeah. I uh, think... I think Like we, Barbie as well. I, I think... Uh, yeah, we, no, Barbie doesn't count because that's also IP slop. Yeah, it's IP slop. I think... I think COVID has changed it. Yeah. I think the MCU starting to do bad has also really changed it because mm-hmm. they're not they're not making... Every much. superhero moving doing bad. Yeah, I think... But like, say the period of 2014 to 2019. Yeah, definitely, say. yeah. That Absolutely. period of time, I don't think you're seeing... I would say 2012 to like COVID yeah really like yeah that period there's like from Avengers onwards basically yeah but you don't see like you know Silence is Martin Scorsetti's probably last studio film that's yeah. a traditional studio film that is a movie who's making this Jesus movie I don't know check but like Silence did Silence is great it's it's challenging because it's not it's a lot of like sight like the, you know it's about religion and stuff it's great I really yeah. like Silence you know I did go see it in a theatre and I was like ooh I, it's like a big think movie afterwards then he has to go to Netflix to make The Irishman. But, like, if, if Martin Scorsese turned around after this and was like, I want to make The Irishman, he should have been, like, you know, he should have been let make that. Yeah. It's bizarre. Now, a part of it is Apple and Netflix were like, we're trying to get big now, so let us get those big name directors. Like, it's how they got Fincher, you know, it's how why Mindhunter and stuff exists, which I'm happy about. I also think we're seeing a change with it because... The, the streaming services are now less willing to they're getting more conservative with their money as well because just the interest rates have gone up and stuff like that mm-hmm. so I think we are seeing I think 
the 2010s were kind of dominated by the superhero schlock. Yeah. And then the early 2020s were like the COVID cinema years, which were fucked. But I, I do think 2023 with like Top Gun Maverick and then Barbenheimer Summer has kind of... I feel like it's a yeah. new chapter. Because like, I think, I, you know, Barbenheimer was crazy, but I think Top Gun Maverick was also important because that movie did so fucking well. And oh, yeah, Cameron. Like, like and the, Avatar, yeah. And Avatar. I think yeah. we are seeing a new kind of start of something. Um, yeah. Which is great. Uh, I think it's very... I don't, I don't know, I don't like... I used to love the MCU. I'm not... I don't hate everything about it, but I just don't like bad movies. I think movies should be good. Not on web... Uh. <laughs> Her web connects them all. all. <laughs> um, I couldn't find what studio is doing the Jesus movie. Um, it a, a screenplay has been written, but I, I can't find any... And it, it's apparently going to be filming this year, but I can't find anything about the actual studio who are producing it. Um... Yeah. Oh, it's based on a book. So, this movie was nominated for six. Ooh. So, yeah, it was, um... How many Oscars was it nominated for? It's nominated for six uh, Golden Globes. Won one. Won Best Director. Nice. Hell it yeah. Shout the, out to Marty. Should won, win Best Director this year, too. Should w- The following Oscars... It won, Sorry, should win Best Director at the Oscars yeah. this year. Should won Best Picture at the Oscars. Fuck yeah. Which I totally agree with. Yeah, hell Best yeah. Director. Yep. Best Editing. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, the big shootout. Um, with Frank's crew. Yeah, uh, the use of like freeze frames and that was incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, best Adapted Screenplay. Yeah. Marky Mark was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Should have won it. Sean, that would have been an insane thing. <laughs> the Oscar award winner, Mark Wahlberg. Lost to Alan Arkin in Little Sunshine. I've never seen that film. I like Little Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, Paul Dano's in it. Uh, the film marks the first time Scorsese won an Oscar after five previous loss. Nice. Uh, many felt that it was deserved it years earlier. Uh, he oh yeah, Goodfellas should have won yeah. an Oscar. Uh, he described it as a lifetime achievement board for a lesser film. Um... That's like, he joked about it being like... Sure. Uh, Mark says himself joked that he won because this is the first movie I've done with a plot. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I think I think shipping up to Boston, like, uh, charted because of this. Yeah, I would believe it. Um, yeah. My Celtic um, pop come can the Dropkick Murphys. Um, how, how did this movie do in the box office, Hannah? <laughs> I imagine uh, it did particularly guess well. Guess what the budget of this movie was first. I would. I, I can't. It's not very high. I would imagine ninety. 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 Okay. Damn. See, like you've got, you've got Leo. Actually, got yeah, Matt, no, it's, it's all star power Alec. that you're paying for. Yeah, yeah rather than. And yeah. like I say, it looks, it looks great. Yeah, it who's, does look incredible. Who's the cinematographer? Uh, Brad Pitt was the producer. Brad oh, Pitt cool. helped get Matt Damon cast in this. Nice. Because he got he got offered the script and went, I'm too fucking old to play. Matt's character. He was Matt was the bad like, and I think Matt works better than Brad in that role. Yeah, I do too. I, think, I, I couldn't see Brad Pitt in that role. Yeah. Uh, what's the production? Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, I think Brad Pitt would almost be too charismatic in that role. I don't know if he would be able to ha- to like carry the like slightly nervous energy vibes that Matt has. I think let's talk about Matt a little bit, like Matt's overall before we get yeah. into the box office. I think Matt works really well in it, because, and it's so different for Matt that. And the other things we've seen Matt in, Matt plays 
nervous guy very well yeah. he can play a very charismatic guy quite mm-hmm. well like we but saw this, that in this last is like week. a blend of the two almost yeah. it almost feels do you know what it reminds me of what it's like if Will Hunting grew up and gone on a bad pass sure you know like, yeah. yeah it's someone yeah. who's like you can tell that he's like he's high charisma low int but like high like medium wisdom if that makes yeah, sense yeah that does make sense yeah. yeah yeah. where like he's not the smartest guy but he's but like he's like he kind of knows how to get by yeah, yeah. But and he just gets through on his like raw like charisma. Yeah, yeah. Um, box office was two hundred and ninety one point five million. But like, damn, yeah, yeah. over doubled. Yeah, no, you tripled. Which I would imagine is number one. The weekend it opened. Yeah. Opened. Oh, opened October six to twelve. Oh, actually, I want to check how many theaters it opened. October two thousand six. Okay. That's what I'll check. Open number one. Number two is a horror film because it's October. Also, bizarre month to open this movie in October. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. Yeah. I don't I don't really see this film particularly performing better in any particular month. I feel like, like October, you don't want you don't want to put it out in January, February because that's just death for any movie. Summer, but yeah, I guess. Summer before the before Marvel, I feel like summer or like I feel like it should be a good like dad. Well, no, cuz like the summer blockbuster was already well a thing at Yeah, this I guess point. it's not a block it's not a four quadrant, or it's a dad film. Yeah. Like you're at, you're at, you're aiming at like men over like twenty five with this. Yeah, you're aiming not for like, not that like you know other people can't enjoy it, but yeah. you know that's the, yeah we enjoy it. Yeah, buddy, I'm sorry to tell you, we're nearly in that upper bracket. No, I'm not there yet. Three months. <laughs> Actually, it might be over thirty five, not twenty five. I'm not sure. Number two is a horror film. A horror film. Horror okay, sequel? is it a franchise? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Saw. Nope. No. Final Destination. No. Ooh. Intriguing. Old franchise. An old franchise. How old are we talking? Let me check. I feel like 80s, 70s. Sure. Remember, this is mid-2000s. We started making a lot of bad horror prequels. Yeah. Is this like a... Is this... Is this the Rob Zombie Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. Yeah. The beginning. Is it? Yeah. Like, I'm not sure if it's the Rob Zombie one, but it's called... It's, It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Rob Zombie one is... No, sorry, the Rob Zombie one I'm thinking of is Halloween. But yeah, I, I know that... Yeah, yeah, I think it's not great. Yeah, no, none of the none of the Texas Chainsaws after the first one were great. Yeah. Uh, the next one is a... Number three is a kid's animated movie. Okay, Disney? I don't think so. Okay. 3D or 2D? 3D. 3D. It's All not right. Pixar. I'll give you that. It's because... not Pixar? Yeah. All right. Any, like, particular genres or themes apart from kids? <sighs> Comedy? Do you want me to tell you the season? The studio, sorry. Sure. It's Sony. Sony? Sony. This is one of those movies. What the fuck? This is one of those movies that made so much money and it has, like, no one remembers it anymore. Yeah, clearly I don't. Um, uh, Can you tell me any of the, like, voice actors in it? Martin Lawrence, Ashton Kutcher, uh, Billy Connolly. John Farrow, like it's open season. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> that's one of those. Unless you get that much information, you're not gonna know what that movie yeah. is. Yeah, it, it was for some reason Martin Lawrence. Like I could, I could see the poster in my brain, but I couldn't remember the name. Number four is a comedy. Okay. Again, I've never heard of this. Sure. Who's in it? Oh, fucking Dak Shepard, Jessica Simpson. Um, uh, not a fucking clue. Employee of the month that yeah, does not no, exist. Never, yeah. How's that number fucking that four? One. Uh, that's opening weekend, open number four. The next one looks like a helicopter movie, so... 
Ashton Kutcher again. <laughs> oh shit, Ashton Kutcher <laughs> having a great time in what, three out of five? Like two out of five or something ridiculous. <laughs> Kevin Costner. A helicopter? Nah. It's the not... Guardian. Sure. Um, do we just tell you some of the other movies that are Is in? there anything else I would know in there? Other movies in the box office. Jackass 2. Fuck yeah, I love Jackass 2. Uh, School of Scoundrels. Uh... School of Scoundrels. Uh, tell me more about School of Scoundrels. I feel like that's a Sean movie. A young guy is short on luck and rolls in a class to build confidence to help him win his girl of his dreams. Sure, why not? It doesn't. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton and another man are in it. All right. This is the poster. It is funny. Guy, not gonna lie. It's a three-hour record. It is nearly eleven o'clock. We are getting sure, tired yeah. here. Yeet. <laughs> and my energy just crashed. Um, <laughs> any other interesting movies in the top one? Invincible. Barnyard, Talladega Nights. Oh, Barnyard? Superman Returns. Oh, shit, with um, Brandon Ruth. Um, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean's Dead Man's Chest. That's a good one. Yeah, Devil Wears Prada. That's a good one. That's a good one. Stormbreakers, Cars. Stor- Wait, Stormbreaker, the Alex Ryder movie? Yeah, did it open this weekend? Oh, it did, no. yeah. <laughs> My brother loved Alex I Ryder. I loved those books when I was a kid. I was now. a cherub yeah. kid. The Wicker Man? Oh, The Wicker, Wicker Man? Wait, the... Like the remake, the Nicolas Cage one? Yeah. Nice. Um, that is below, that's low in the box office. It's to be, yeah, it's number 41 in the box office. Oh, okay. It's only if, we're, two- if we're down in the 40s, I don't think we need to worry about the box Jeez. office anymore. Jesus camp. My favorite camp. Yeah. Matt Damon trivia for this week is based on next week's movie, uh, The Good Shepherd, which we'll talk about in a bit. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, I forgot wh- we were watching another movie next week. <laughs> <laughs> Sean <laughs> we got that's the thing we gotta do it's the thing we gotta do and which Eddie Redmayne plays Matt Damon's son um, oh no even though they're like six years apart in age or something ridiculous um, oh, he does look significantly younger though yeah Matt Damon and Eddie Redmayne who play father and son here were in competition for with one another for best actor in 2016 but lost to Leonardo DiCaprio nice which is an interesting fact yeah. I think uh, hell yeah Poor Matt not winning for The Martian. I like The Martian. I have seen The Martian. You don't like The Martian? I enjoyed it when I watched I it. I also don't agree that he probably should win an Oscar for that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's an Oscar performance. I feel like that's... It's like, fine. I feel like that's a... Oh, everyone remembered Matt Damon as a movie star. Movie. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that was like... You know how the McConaissance happened? Yeah. I think that was a weird byproduct of the McConaissance where everyone was like... And then Matt Damon did The Martian after yeah. appearing in Interstellar. Um, he did two space movies in a row, so we got to give him an Oscar for that. Yeah. When I pull up my list, Sean, do we have any emails? No. You can email us at sinewavepod at gmail.com. That's sinewavepod at gmail.com. And now... You can also contact us at sinewavepod on uh, Twitter slash X mm-hmm. and Instagram, or you can check out our TikTok at sinewavepod... Uh, sinewave36. Yeah. Someday I'll post more TikTok. There's ma... Oh! I know I just deleted my letterbox list. Damn. I was like... Uh, I didn't. Um, it's so funny. Uh, a, ma, one of the new kind of TikTok X um, like memes is a Matt Damon one. 
Oh, really? And I'm like, fuck's sake. Like, Which one? You know the scene from uh, A Good Will Hunting? He's like, this is so easy for me. There's like a do in my sleep when he's talking to I the... I haven't seen that at I'll all. show it to you. I've seen... I don't, I don't use TikTok much. So. I, I, it's, I'm mostly getting on an Instagram most. Sure, I, yeah, I don't use Instagram. Yeah, either. I'm um, addicted to Instagram reels. Yeah. I send some funny ones to Sean. Yeah, you do. I'm they're, pretty... They're very funny. I, yeah, I, I, they're pretty good. Yeah, I've... Yeah. Uh, you sent me the, the Matt and Ben Dunkin' Donuts one. Shh, I'm... Fans of the podcast, why did no one fucking tell us about the Matt and Ben Duncan? <laughs> Nobody Don- emailed us. Yeah, why were we not like I had? I had to find that myself on Tuesday. I was so I was like, what's happening? Let me actually let me let me check something real quick before we get to uh, before we get to the ranking. Yeah, I need to I need to confirm something. How how is Oregon doing? I uh, that's what I'm checking. Yeah, <laughs> Boardman you- Oregon. This is the Boardman Oregon uh, check in section. I'm gonna I wanna check our family feud section from last night just for my own giggles. Uh, oh yeah, we're we might, not doing we're that. We're not bit. doing that tonight. No, not a chance. Um, Anna might have a new bit coming up on this. Our podcast. friend Jillian came up with a fucking. I think Rian. Was it Rian? It was. The, it was some combination of the two of them. They came up with a terrible game one night. I was away and I played it last night. And I was giggling. I found it very funny. Um, but I do fear that it won't work for, um, like, you know, what? Did we get an email? Or no, is Bar- we didn't. But. What happened to Board? But. What? Are they back? Number one? Boardman, Oregon. Back in joint number one. <laughs> what is the call? With San Jose. California? <laughs> Who the fuck is listening in San Jose, California? Surely you've got better things to be doing. <laughs> you, you live in the desert. I don't know much about San Jose, California. I think it's in... Hmm. Is it in the desert? Or? But, hey, hey, Boardman, well done. You, you clawed back up. <laughs> you know what, GG's. <laughs> How many do they listen to this month? Two. Hey, that's... Sorry, no, I went for the last seven days. Oh, okay, that's fair. So that's that's... Twice in a week? Yeah. Damn. We don't even do that. We do. Um, uh, all right, let's not... Yeah, let's given, not, given that we had one in Ireland... Uh, one in Ireland? Yeah. What? That was me, probably. <laughs> one in the Democratic Republic of Congo. What? Are you looking at all episodes? Yeah, all, all episodes last seven days. Ten in the US, four in Singapore... Three in Belgium, two in Mexico, one in the Democratic Republic of Congo, and one in Ireland. Bizarre. Yeah. All We're right, making Sean, it big. Let's not pussyfoot it around it anymore. I can say that. <sighs> I can too. <laughs> yeah, you can. I don't care. It's the rankings. If any of you uh, have not listened to the podcast before, well fucking done. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> well done. GG's. This is a three-hour episode. Yeah. We haven't done a three-hour one in so long. Saving Private Ryan was the last one. And we didn't talk, like, genuinely. I know that, I think the media section was 50 minutes. We talked a long time about the movie. We stayed on topic yeah. for once. For once. Once. <laughs> So first time listening to the podcast, at the end of each episode, we do a ranking of our Matt Damon movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of based on like how we, f- I don't know, I, how I do the rankings each week, I feel like it changes because sometimes it's based on my enjoyment and sometimes my like, I have to put this higher because I know uh, it's a better movie. It is It is based on my enjoyment for all of them except for Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. 
Sean, do you want to start us off this week? Uh, what number are we on right now? 35. 35. Okay, so I do have the right numbers. Okay. Number 35. Did you put them on Ladderbox, actually? Or no. Not yet? No. We'll They're do. just in my notes. Yeah. Number 35 is The Good Old Boys. It's The Good Old Boys. One day we'll watch it. Someday. We're getting closer and closer. Someday also Sean's going to reorganize his entire nope. list. No, when you do your big rewatch in the summer. Yeah, we'll see. I, I bet when I do my big rewatch, it's actually just going to fall into exactly this because I'm just objectively correct. Okay. Uh, number. I'm not because I know I'm an infallible person, so my opinion does change. I am an infallible person. I am a rock. I'm. I'm singing. Simon. I am a surgeon. <laughs> I was singing Simon and Garfunkel, <laughs> uh, which is the funny. I he goes like, I am a rock. I am silence because silence never cries. It's a breakup song. It's very funny. I'll play it for you when we finish recording. Number thirty-five is a good old boys. We can't so that watch... one's going in the credits. No, it's <laughs> number thirty-four. Yeah, all the pretty horses. Uh, Jay and Simon Bob strike back. Number thirty-three. Mm-hmm. Rising sun. Titan A E. Number 32. Never mind. The numbers on this are fucked. Number 32. Do you want me to say the numbers? Um, yeah, please. Number 32. The Legend of Bagger Vans. The Legend of Bagger Vans. Yeah. Number 31. Field of Dreams. Number 31. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Number 30. Rising Sun. Number 30. Field of Dreams. Number 29. All the Pretty Horses. Number 29. Geronimo, an American legend. Number 28. Ocean's 12. Number 28, School Ties. Number 27, Euro Trip. Number 27, Finding Forrester. <laughs> Number 26, Jerry. Number 26, Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. <laughs> Number 25, Chasing Amy. Number 25, Euro Trip. Number 24, Stuck on You. Number 24, The Rainmaker. Number 23, Geronimo. Number 23, The Majestic. Number 22, Rounders. Number 22, Chasing Amy. Number 21, The Majestic. Number 21, Ocean's 12. Okay. We're in the top 20 now. This mm. is when things get... This is when Sean and I start having diverging opinions, uh-huh. I feel. Yeah. I think we already have. But it's not like a movie I love, you've ranked really sure. low. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. movies, it's The Soup. Yeah. We've not talked about The Soup in a while. The Soup is the three-star movies that they can kind of go in any order. Yeah, I would say like, we've been in The Soup for a little while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, this is, like, most of the movies we've talked about so far in The Soup for both of us. Yeah. It's kind of, the, I feel like it's, like, the top 15 is when you kind of get out of The Soup. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, number 20 is Jersey Girl. Number 20 is Syriana. Number 19 is The Brothers Grimm. Number 19 is Mystic Pizza. Number 18 is Seriana. Number 18 is Titan A.E. Number 17 is School Ties. Number 17 is going to be The Born Identity. Okay. Number 16 is Finding Forrester. Number 16, Stuck on You. Number 15 is Spirit, Stallion to Cimarron. Probably should be lower, but that's a good ass kids (laughs) movie. That's a good movie. It's a good kids movie. Horse and Mom Wife. Mom Wife. Uh, uh, what number was that? Number 15. Number 15 is Courage Under Fire. Mm-hmm. Number 14 is Glory Days. Number 14 is Goodwill Hunting. Very funny that those are in the same spot. <laughs> uh, we've talked about it before. For the last episode of the series, we're going to do it like the sideways official ranking. Yeah. This is when we're going to start fighting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I know for a fact exactly what my first cut is going to be, and I will fight to the death for it. Okay. See, the thing is, it's like there's movies that if you want to like cut early, I'm going to be mostly agreeable mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. It's when it's like 
movies I really like and you don't really like and you're like let's put this number 20 I'm gonna yeah, be like yeah that's fair I'm gonna yeah. be like mm, yeah then I don't think my first cut's gonna be an issue interesting uh, number 13 is Mystic Pizza uh, number 13 is The Talented Mr. Ripley number 12 is Dogma number 12 number 12 is gonna be The Third Wheel number 11 is Courage Under Fire number 11 is The Born Supremacy we're in the top 10 Mm-hmm. Let's just take a second. We're in the top ten. We're in the top ten. It's a big deal. Yeah. Number ten. Mm-hmm. The third wheel. Number ten is the Brothers Grimm. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love that movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, number nine. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Number nine is Rounders. Number eight. The Rainmaker. Number eight is Ocean's Eleven. Number seven. The Born Identity. Number seven is Dogma. Number six. Shout out to Matthew, actually. We met up with him last night yeah. wearing a badass Dogma 95 shirt. I used to think Dogma and Dogma 95 were the same yeah. thing. <laughs> I still don't know what Dogma 95 really is. I think it's, it's just a film thing. So it's a film movement that I think Lars von Trier started, uh. where it was like, we make these movies under a very strict set of limitations. Okay. And then... He, Nobody ever succeeded. Like, he failed to make a true Dogma 95 movie. Seems silly, then. Yeah. Number six. Good William Hunting. Number six is Jersey Girl. Top five. Big deal. Mm-hmm. Number five. Mm-hmm. Ocean's Eleven. Number five. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Number four. The Born Supremacy. Number four. Jerry. Number three, The Talent of Mr. Ripley. Number three, Saving Private Ryan. Sean's made a change. I've made a change. Because I didn't bring this up in my media section, but I rewatched Saving Private Ryan. Oh, and it went down? It went down. All right. Number two, Saving Private Ryan. Number two, Glory days. Number one. The, the Departed. <laughs> How the fuck did they both drop at the same week? Because <laughs> I, I rewatched uh, Saving Private Ryan knowing that this was a strong contender for number one. Yeah. And when I rewatched it, I was like, oh no, I just do enjoy Glory Days more than this. Yeah. I think, can I ask a question? Yes. If you, if Departed wasn't number one, would you have made the swap? Uh, if Depart- if I didn't think Departed was going to be number one, you wouldn't have watched. I it. wouldn't have rewatched it. Yeah, like, I, if, I, if, I, if, I want you to know this, and I I don't mean this move correctly. Yeah, Glorious is your number one movie, buddy. <laughs> I know you love it. I love it. I know you love it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, if 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 I hadn't liked The Departed as much as I thought I would have, yeah, or uh, yeah, you did. I fully would have had Glory Days number one. Really? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the Departed The Departed The new number one movie on the podcast The Reigning King I have not seen this movie in a very long time uh, I've never seen this movie I'm not, I'm, I've am i been saying to you for years You'd love this movie I'm very uh-huh. happy you did love it yeah. So I was very like mm-hmm. I've been worried that you yeah. would not like this movie And I'm yeah. very happy I kind of knew you would like it Sure I feel like I've, I've figured out Sean's film taste So I can kind of guess <laughs> sure. I love this movie I did not realise how much I loved this movie Until I watched it uh, it has everything I like about this genre. It's one of my favorite genres. 
even though I hate most of the movies in this genre because I like it so much. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you know the genre well enough that yeah. you like know. Uh, that. I love this trope. I love uh, writing this trope into anything I like write or run stuff in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean can know because I played a dirty yeah, cop in one yeah. of his games <laughs> multiple times. Uh, I think. I don't know if it's my, my favorite Matt performance, though. It's the only thing. I think it's my favorite one so far. Yeah. I really like him in Ripley because I think it's so different from what he's ever done before. Yeah, but this is also so different from anything he's done. Yeah. And maybe because I've just not... I've seen... Actually, him no. My favorite Matt performance is The Brothers Graham. Or Titan A.E. No, it can't be Titan A.E. It's Titan A.E. It's Spirit <laughs> Stallion of the Cimarron. <laughs> um, but I just think... And also as well, like I've seen this performance before, so I know where it's going. So like yeah. viewing it that way is different, but it's just like, mm-hmm. it's just such a good movie. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you all for listening. This is a very long episode. Uh-huh. We're fucking exhausted. We'll see if this one comes out on time. Oh, do you think it will? Oh, I got a lot of editing to do. To be fair though, we've been pretty good with the snaps and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, see, the snaps aren't the. That's not the issue What's when it comes issue? to editing. There's a lot of a lot of complicated factors. What are the complicated factors? <laughs> Cutting out any time any of us goes um. Oh, fair. For a long period of time. I think we were pretty okay this one. <laughs> oh, we weren't. Oh, we weren't. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna go home so Sean can get started on that. Oh no! <laughs> Just go. <laughs> late. To be fair, I've got a thesis to do. <laughs> to be fair, you have a whole extra day compared to last week. Uh, I don't because I'm going to be working this week. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Let me know. Uh, I will. Yeah, no, me, I will. Yeah. We'll put out a tweet if needs be. Uh-huh. And thank you for listening to us if it comes out on Tuesday. Yeah, shout come- out to Boardman. Boardman, Oregon. San Jose, get your game up. Gotta, They're gotta- equal. <laughs> yeah, one of them's got to win. What's happening, Ireland? Congo, get it together. Stop being mean to our fans. <laughs> As we said, you can follow us on social media at Signwave. Yeah. Check out next... <gasps> Fuck, we missed this action. Shit, yes, we, we forgot to do a thing. What, <laughs> what are we watching next week, Hannah? Uh, we're watching The Good, uh, the the good, good Shepherd. Shepherd, directed by fucking Robert De Niro. Um, what? <laughs> Damn, bringing it back to Scorsese. <laughs> we're in a Marty mood. Robert De Niro, byline. The untold story of the most powerful convert agency in the world. What? Covert. Covert agency. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) I'm tired and dyslexic. Edward Wilson, the only witness to his father's suicide, a member of the Skull and Bones Society while a student at Yale, is a morally upright young man. Sorry, the Skull and Bones Society sounds badass. Yeah, they're like a... Are they pirates? No, they're like a secret organization. They're like like an Illuminati, but real. Uh, Never mind. Uh, He's a morally upright young man who values honour and discretion, qualities that help him to be recruited for a career in the newly founded... OSS. His dedication to his work does not come without a price, though, leading him to sacrifice his ideals and eventually his family. <gasps> Starring Matt Damon. <gasps> a Matt Star? A Matt Star. Fuck yeah. Uh, fucking, uh, Angelina Jolie. Yo! Uh, Alec Baldwin. He's <laughs> back! Uh, Tammy Blankhart. Billy motherfucking Crudick, who I love. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro. Uh-huh. Uh, Keira Dully. Uh, Michael Gambon. Uh, Michael William, Gambon? Gandalf? Yeah. No, not Gandalf. Fucking Dumbledore. William Hirsch. Timothy Hunt. Timothy Lee, Hunt. Pace, Lee Joe, Pace. Joe Pesci. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne as his son. Yeah. John Turturro. John Turturro and Joe Pesci. This is going to be the... 
John Turturro, Lee Pace, Joe Pesci, dream blunt rotation. Dream blunt rotation. Yeah, that's next week. Uh, I, I've heard about this movie. Okay. My parents watch this movie and they say it's good, it's not great. I think that's the reputation that it's a really, it's like a solid... 7 out of 10. So I'm excited. Sure. I'm excited not to talk about the movie for two hours. Or three hours. <laughs> Such a long episode. I'm so sorry. I did not think... It's one of those... I knew it was going to be number one when I came to sit down. Uh-huh. And when we did Save and Private Ryan, we were both so tired that we actually don't talk a long time on that yeah, app. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, we'll, we'll do it for the fans. Mm-hmm. It's also nice to do a weekend, rec- a Saturday record. For yeah, isn't it? It's, where we... Yeah, can, we don't have to do anything the next day. Also, the fact you can, like, sit down and watch the movie and not do it under stress. Yeah, Like, yeah. In, like we both started watching this at, like, 2 in the afternoon. It was very yeah, pleasant. Yeah, it was great. Anyways. Tune in next week. Tune in next week for The Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd. Shepherd of the Boston. Boston. Oh, whoa. <laughs> You know, like that's the, the thing is, like, no matter how much you wash your hands after that, you're always gonna feel like it afterwards for like a few hours. Yeah. Um. Huh? That's a good bit. I wish I liked beer. <laughs> I still. Um. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sine Wage, your favorite. I'm gonna start again. Okay. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I swallowed a bit of ice. And ah, I went nice. down, sorry. <laughs> I think Coolsville sucks.